The Ride to Orbis podcast's main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis. I talked to somebody and they said, it doesn't matter what you, you claim, as long as you are streaming, you can claim it. So I was like, so wait, you can claim food? He's like, did you cook for your stream? Or are you eating for your stream? Whoa. I was like, yeah. Who did you oh, talk to? Today. Who did you talk yeah, to that I told you that? About that. Which, like, which VTuber gave you this advice? <laughs> yeah, to I'm going to talk to tax professional about that one. Because I was I like, like, I'll, I'll uh, because what I was going to do is I was going to buy a arcade stick because you're, you play fighting games on stream, then that's a tax write off because technically you used it for Man, your stream. That motherfucker going, IRS, we coming for them knees, boy. All right, here we are. I can't believe we're doing this. Episode 16 it's, of Ride the Orbis. How many years? It's 84 <laughs> years. <laughs> so I want you to get that clip of the lady that does that. Where's that from, like, by the way? Is that, is that Walking Dead? Titanic. Titanic. That's the Titanic, I think. There's an old lady like, in Walking Dead at the CDC, yeah. and she says something similar as well. I think it uh, could be that, too, because it's just a scene where it's like, no, it is the Walking Dead. It is the Walking Dead, because like, it's that lady that Herschel married. And she's like, oh, is it? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's funny. But anyway, yeah, Yeah, we're here. Episode 16 of Ride to Orbis, the first ever review discussion slash spoiler cast. We've been planning on this for four months. (laughs) And uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been also you should also say it's the first ever podcast that we actually have a script for again. Yeah, the year of our Lord. Yeah, 2023. It's the first scripted podcast, the first show notes podcast. But first of all, my name is Max Pleiser, who you just heard talk is Broken Wing, a.k.a. Pringle the Two. Maybe I'm a lion. Hello, everyone. And the third person here. We're all here. Pringle the One. Pringle, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. What speed is that bike behind you? I don't really know. Uh, It was... Uh, girlfriend's parents gave us the bike. I was hoping to get something like, uh, I think they're called like trainers mm-hmm. so that I can have it mounted in the house. Man, they're actually really expensive unless you get it like used. Dude, we're looking at $200, $300 purchases, man. Oh, I, and I was looking at, yeah, they're really expensive. And used, it's like, I guess you could get it like aftermarket used or like just used one for like 50, 60 bucks. But then it's like, I don't know, like you have to go there and check it out. And then if you buy it and it don't really work right, you got to fix it. That's I've more seen, resources. I've seen people go into a bike shop and then they leave the bike shop with a 21 bike speed uh, bike and like all the bike gear. And they're like, they spent close to like two grand. And I'm like, what? Dude, yeah, you could spend. You might as it. well have bought a car. Yeah, you could spend some pretty huge amounts of cash on bikes. I didn't even know that. I I just want it for like 30 minutes or an hour of cardio. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, d- Honestly, during the pandemic, during the pandemic, uh, the like the beginning of the pandemic, I was trying to buy a bike because I was like, well, I, I got nothing else to do because I was off work. And, yeah. you know, I was like, man, I, let me just get a bike and I'll do these bike trails and all that. And I went to the bike shop, the only one that was open. And I walked in there and the guy, it's a bike shop slash repair shop. And I asked him, I was like, hey, how much is a, just a regular bike? I don't know what bikes come in, like what, 10 speed? I don't know, five speed. And every bike he had there, like 
bikes you could buy at Walmart before the pandemic, like two months before would have been a hundred bucks. He was like, yeah, so that's 800. And I was like, what? 800 yeah, because man. of the pandemic. I was like, there's no way, man. I was like, what a bike shop would probably this? be even more. <laughs> <laughs> a bike shop would probably be a lot more just because they try to sell like specific brands. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted the Huffy. Yeah. It's super expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, I just want a bike that get, takes me from point A to point B. And oh, you mean? Honestly, know what I really want for a bike? I want those electric bikes where the way it works is that you pedal it to like charge it up. And then after a while, you just like turn on the electric gas and you just like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm just chilling until the battery dies. And then I just start pedaling again to charge mm-hmm. it up. They sell those. Yeah. Those are really nice bikes, too, because it's just like. Oh, I got a I got a hill I got to climb. No, I don't. I was I was actually biking this whole time. You know, the, the <laughs> you, you know, the workout bike called Peloton. It's yeah, yeah I've seen those. It's a super expensive workout bike. And yeah, it's, it's the uh, I forgot who said it. I think one of the one comedian said is like Peloton is rich people conning other rich people into buying a bike <laughs> as a coat rack. <laughs> like a workout rack. <laughs> it's like $3,000 so to put a coat on. It's like insane. Dude, because they're not going to use it, man. No, that's why I... it's like, you get any, I honestly would have gotten, like the thing about a real bike is that it's a bit easier to work around you. Like you can move a real bike. If you get the little trainer thing, you can move it better. If you get one of those, like those machine but, uh, uh, bikes and stuff, those things are a pain in the ass to move anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know, if you saw this as well when you were living in Florida, but Florida is the only place that I remember living is that the buses had front racks for bikes. Oh, is that one of the things you notice? That is kind of true now that I think about they it. They don't have it here? Not in Missouri? I don't, think, I don't think I see that in Oregon because I don't see much people ride bikes. But, like, you know, something also I learned is that bike lanes is a thing. I don't know... Is it oh, in yeah. Missouri? Bike lanes Bro, are a thing. I didn't never knew about that. Like, <laughs> and when I got out of Florida, I was like, "What the hell? Those are bike lanes." I was like, "Because yeah. in Colorado, the especially in Fort Collins, the bike stuff is really like, um, it's really well ca- tailored for people that ride bikes. I mean, they have like they put little cones on them so people don't hit a bike lane and all mm. this kind of nice stuff for people." Yeah, I mean, I mean here they don't even do the lines anymore for them. It's just like, it's yeah, like it, it yeah, used to be a bike lane. <laughs> like, okay, you'll get hit anyways. Yeah. It's St. Louis. You're either ducking a gunshot or you're getting hit by a drunk driver. <laughs> like, don't yeah, matter. man. Yeah, you either pick and choose, my boy. Yeah, my favorite. Probably is... both on that bike you ride. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not even your own bike. You stole it. <laughs> uh, so I was uh, I was wa- I was actually like, I was laughing about it because it's like. Oh yeah, they have those in downtown Waco. Oh yeah, it's because every the only way to r- drive in downtown Waco is on a bike because right, it's, yeah. it's fucking it's the roads are small, the roads are constantly being worked on, the roads are all one way roads. So mm-hmm. it's like if you want to go the other way, congrats, you have to actually be walking because mm-hmm. either that either that or you got to make this stupid ass U turn. We go like three blocks to the all the way forward, yep. ten blocks to the left. Like a block to the uh, another block to the left, and then you gotta hope and pray that you cross where you originally wanted to go, so you could take that U-turn and U-turn again, so you can actually get to where you want to go. It's it's stupid. I I hate downtown Waco. It is that's every garbage. Downtown. Every downtown is like just a logistical mess. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, right? I hate them. I hate one ways all over the place. Yeah. You know what I thought was the weirdest thing? I thought I never would this this road never would existed until I went to downtown Waco. So you know how there's the four four intersection roads. This is how this road works. So it works this way, right? Left. But when it comes, yeah, left. This, this is a podcast, left to right work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works left to right. But when you're coming from like top or down, the top or the bottom of the road, you take a right. That's it. Hmm. You don't go forward. You take a right. That's it. That's all you can do. So I was like, what? But I see the other side of the road. And that's a one-way road going this way. Yeah. But you're a one-way road going this way. Yeah. You got to pay attention so when you're driving downtown. That's, you don't want to be caught in I between a rock and a hard place. My, my share of one-ways, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> Once you see the cars parked the other way you're going, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I need to get out of this lane, yeah. right, man. The, the thing I hate the most is when you get into your car and, like, you pull out of the parking lot and then you realize... Well, I pulled out the wrong direction because all the cars are coming towards me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, fellas, we have quite the show, a lot to talk about. And then I have a, a quick little story about the Street Fighter V tournament that we, uh, or that I tried to do <laughs> uh, last Saturday that just passed. But yeah, we're back to show notes. Last two podcasts, we were just riffing and people seemed to like it. They were like, yeah, that wasn't too bad. We were riffing off the cuff, telling stories. But we're back. We're back to word of the week. We're back to the sports question of the week. This is a brand new ball game, new year, so the score is zero zero. So you guys can can get some points uh, at the end of the year. We'll see who the the champion last you know last do? year was Pringle, should... right? Yeah, it was. You know what we should do? We should have a viewer viewer score too. We can get like the viewers in on it. If the if like a <laughs> if at least like half the viewers get it right. We'll give them a point. How how are we going to know that it's half the viewers? Well, they're going to have to write it on the comments or Discord. That's in our official work. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I'll, 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 make, like I'll, game, I'll count the he's Discord. He's thinking like a game show, man. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll count the Discord points, okay? I'll do that, Come okay? On, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be the people's people's uh, counter. Yeah, yeah I'll, be the people's, I'll be the people's champ. All right, so we do have a word of the week. The word is... Actually, I should have... Broken, you, you tell us. What is the word of the week? The word of the week is symbiosis. What's the definition of this word? In the field of biology, symbiosis refers to the relationship between two different kinds of living things that live together and depend on each other. In broader non-scientific contexts, symbiosis means a cooperative relationship such as between two persons or groups, such as... However, symbiosis, where if one of us can't get on this podcast, then we're not doing the podcast. True. And so it's, it's symbiotic, actually. So if, if you're talking about a relationship, it would be a symbiotic relationship. Uh, I've heard it used a lot, and I've always kind of thought I knew what symbiotic relationship meant. I thought it, I thought it meant like a complementary relationship, and that's basically what it means. But I didn't know it was like a, a term that derives from science. You know how... Do you have like certain insects that they, the the vegetation and the flowers depend on them to pollinate? Like that's mm-hmm. a symbiotic relationship. Like the insect needs the pollen, and then the vegetation needs it to spread out its all its stuff. So kind of neat. What's the uh, what's the relationship where it's like neither 
neither harms the other, but like we depend on each other just because like I both of us do something for each other. But it's not symbiosis because like we don't rely on each other, but like we both give each other like a uh like a thing. Like for me, I would say a perfect example is like a mosquito hunter. Because mosquito hunters don't hurt you. They're just those big ass like uh thing, like mosquito looking things, mm-hmm. bugs. The only thing they do is they eat mosquitoes. And so like it's nice that you can just like leave let one in your house and then you just don't have to worry about mosquitoes ever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a a bug professional. Um, I think I kind of get what you're talking about. And like I guess let me see if I can find a pretty good example. Um because you know what I meant, right? Pringle, where it's like Yeah, yeah, I know exactly you what you a... mean. There's there's certain animals, like there are some animals, like for instance, I just I forgot which animal it is. I was gonna say the sloth, but there's certain animals where they they grow like a mold or like a mil or mold, right? Mm-hmm. They'll grow like a what's it? Maybe it's not it's not mold, but I'm thinking of moss, right? Moss, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's other animals that will essentially eat off the moss, mm-hmm. and they don't hurt each other, but in a way they help each other, but they don't really interact in this weird way. Mm. But I, I get what you're you're talking about i guess an example maybe would be off of this website i just found was the water buffalo and the cattle egrets cattle egrets live on insects and in the savannah insects happen to congregate in the ubiquitous water buffalo and you'll find these birds constantly perched atop buffalo backs and then they'll scoop up the insects that the buffalo kip, kick up from the grass and earn free rides by picking harmful fleas and ticks off their host Neat. so it's kind of like yeah but it's also like they don't like they're not really homies they just mm-hmm. you yeah. just on my back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like you offer me a you offer me something, I'll offer you something else. But we're not really like. You ever seen those birds? Alligators will open their mouth, and the birds will yeah. go in their mouth and eat like the bacteria around it. And the yeah. alligator won't eat the birds because it's like, bro, they're cleaning my teeth. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, dude. But then I also thought when you said symbiosis, I was just thinking of uh, Spider-Man, the symbiote. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my what God. If I got it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, me first thing, man. Freaking Venom, man. He got on freaking uh, Peter and stuff like that, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's word of the day. We'll try to keep doing it every time we do a show notes show. We'll try to keep up with it. But now we have a sports question of the week, and then the current score is zero zero. Our mm-hmm. We have a, a one-time champ last year. It was Pringle, which, by the way, Broken, you gotta you gotta beat Pringle this year because Pringle <laughs> Pringle came in late to the sports question of the week, <laughs> and he still won <laughs> somehow. So you need to I you, I need you to like start start repping the sports. Okay, okay, I, don't worry, guys. I gave you guys I what it. I thought was a fairly easy one. Even if you're a passing bystander to golf, I think most people know this, but we'll see. So oh, Lord. in golf, how many holes make a full round? A full round would be every single hole around the golf course. So uh, I'm the, gonna go first, and I'm gonna say it's the 18. 18. So I, I gave you guys eight, 12, and 18 as options. Go ahead, go ahead, Pringle. What do you I got? I feel like I I know this one, but I I don't really remember it. But I want to say 18 as well. So final answer, 18 to both. That's correct. 18 is a full round hey, golf. Cool. Okay. I was thinking of mini golf. <laughs> I don't know why, but nine was stuck in my head for the longest time. I was like, why is it nine in my head? 
I think it's like nine whole nine. rounds. Yeah, so nine yeah. nine can be either they, they say front nine or back nine, depending on which part of the course you're playing. Here's a bonus question, since you mm. guys are tied. So if a hole is par five and you got an eagle, how many shots did you take? And then I put a hint. It would be one less shot than if you would have had a birdie. I don't know, man. Two? <laughs> I want to say two because technically three would be a... Well, actually, in this context, four would be a birdie. Or three or four would be a birdie. So I say two. I'm going because two. hole in... Yeah, it's hole in one. Then it's eagle, then it's birdie, then it's par, and then it's bogey, then double bogey. Very nice. That's all correct information. <laughs> that is the random one that he knew. Like, where did that come from? That's that's actually really impressive that you just ran that off like that. Because I was like, I can't believe he knew all that. But you're saying so it's two shots to get an eagle on a par five. You're both submitting two as your final answer. Yeah, it would be. Three. Three shots on a par five. Nah, so, no! He was the smart one. Now he look even worse than me. <laughs> so a birdie a birdie is one under, an eagle is two under. So three shots on a par five, you would have you know, finished the hole in three shots when you had five to finish it. Five mm -hmm. is par. So if you finish the, a par five and five shots, you're even. So that's fine. Mm. Now, yeah. Hey, but you guys are tied. One, one. The first sports question of the week of 2023. Did I get a half a point for saying all that? It was impressive. I'll give you. I was like, damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost feel like he deserves an extra point That's for true. that one. That's true. No, he, he just started rattling off. I was like, damn, Broken watches golf. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's my knowledge from playing hot shots back in the day. Of course. It is. <laughs> hey, man. The hey, PSP man. game? Or... Yeah, the PS. No, the PS2 <laughs> game. I played oh, it on okay, the PS2 okay. back in the That's day when everyone yeah, was yeah. playing it. Oh, man. Hot Shots is my jam. Me Dude, and my homies would always play Hot Shots. And then I realized how boring golf is outside of Hot Shots. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this game is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can't watch golf at all. It's not very fun to watch. You know, my dad's not big into video games. But the one video game he really enjoys, and he still plays it to this day, is Tiger Woods Golf 2011 on the Wii. He plays that a lot. Oh man, yeah, he really likes that. I gotta see, like, I could see you have more enjoyment with that one because you're actually kind of like hitting the thing. Yeah, yeah, he got his his wife really likes Wii bowling and he likes that game. So they, you know, every night they're like, "What do you want to play? Golf?" And she's like, "No bowling." <laughs> so they swap <laughs> back and forth. You know, it's funny actually. I was thinking about it. Like when I used to work at the bars, uh, one of the one of the games that everybody used to huddle around was the uh, the gold. Gold tea girl game, you know what the gold tea game is, right? Uh, like arcades and such. It's the one with the big ball in the middle, and you just like roll it to like shoot your golf. Oh yeah, that's with the one with the little circles or whatever. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And then you just roll it, and then you like you wait to see how far your, your oh the, the yeah. thing the ball is on the thing, and you go like that yeah. type of thing mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i i also like that but then like if you think about it getting me on the field to actually swing a swing a driver i'm not gonna do that it's kind of boring yeah. and watching it is even worse it's just like watching is boring I, playing is not too bad especially if you're walking like it's 
a lot of people don't like walking. I liked walking one, uh, playing golf. It's not bad. I used to work at a golf course. I used to like scoop up the balls in the golf range with like this little cart. They call it a gopher, right? Pretty much, yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So surprisingly, we have a lot of golf knowledge for people. Who I know. What are, yeah. It's because golf like, translates to games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it, tra it translates to video games, so that's probably how we get the knowledge. Right. But yeah. Um. Hey, I didn't say this the last couple of weeks, but uh, shout-outs to people on Patreon, shout-outs to people on Discord, and then the mailbag is always still open, so if people have questions, people have been um, putting a few things in Discord now that we're kind of changing the style of the podcast is like we can, people can just send us certain themes and we can break down those themes and actually talk about them. So we already got a few of them, but if you want to send more, the mailbag is open on uh, Twitter, although it's been knocked down a peg because I don't have Twitter anymore. I've deleted that mess. It's over. So uh, Twitter still don't yes, but, this at me. Yeah, so at brokenwing seven 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 underscore at Twitter and then at Pringle the one on Twitter. And don't don't at me. I don't have an at anymore. I deleted you know, Twitter is so grimy. So I deleted it. <laughs> I deleted like maybe over a month ago now, right? So what mm -hmm. it does, and this is if you ever advice, if you ever delete your Twitter. So you have to deactivate your account first. And then 30 days later, after you don't log into it, it deletes it forever. But your handle and your former messages uh, or the replies to your messages stay active, I think, forever in the ether. It just won't show the, the tweet that you sent out. But now, so my at the Max Blixer handle on Twitter, if you just type that in Twitter, it says like user like not found or deleted. But like you can still see replies to people who have tweeted it at me in the past. So I was like, damn, I should have just like changed the app. What you should have done, what no, what you should have done is you should have done what a lot of like celebrities do when they leave Twitter is they just keep the account, but they just don't use it. Cause like PewDiePie is a excellent example of this. He doesn't use Twitter, mm -hmm. but he kept his PewDiePie handle so that way nobody can like fake being PewDiePie. So like you you can't claim PewDiePie. I didn't want to check it though. I didn't even want to have it anymore. I was like, I don't want to be associated I with. I feel Twitter. like, yeah, I feel like that would be more helpful for PewDiePie just because he's that big. Like he has to kind of keep his name without. Mm -hmm. But if I was like, I probably wouldn't give a crap either. I don't really use it, man. I like go on in like every three times a week or so often, and I just I don't even type any. I just kind of look through, see if I find anything funny. After like five minutes, I just bounce. Yeah. It's just... like my game stores around here. I just go like this. Everything's <laughs> right. expensive. And then yeah. I just leave. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't get anything out of it. And I, I felt that I was just like, whatever I was getting out of it was just negative stuff. Because I was like, Ugh, every, everything I see is just not, not very good. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just delete it. So it's been good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I haven't missed it. So. But yeah, if people want to reach out, they can still reach out to YouTube. And uh, if you want to reach out to us uh, or to me or whatever, I'm on Discord all the time, usually. So it's on my phone. Mm -hmm. uh, things before we begin, we're having a Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator 2 tournament next Saturday. We're recording this right now on a Monday. I'm going to try to have this out tomorrow on a Tuesday. So this will be out April 4th. On April 8th, 2023, we're playing Revelator on Steam with rollback. So come play with us. 
uh, mm-hmm. check out check out the Discord and you'll see the invite there. I join you, but a uh, good Sunday is that Saturday. So rip, rip. I gotta be with the family, as you know, oh. family man. It's all good, family man. Yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. to because I'd I'd pull out my my Kai my my infamous five K combo. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be bad because I don't think any people who have joined so far really play Guilty Gear. Like I don't. <laughs> so, then we we had one dude, Toby, that he was the only guy. That he's not in the play. server anymore. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess it's free for me. Yep. <laughs> that is the most freest tournament I've ever seen. I should have joined just for that, but I can't. I haven't tested the I rollback. Know, I yet. remember all my make crap. And all I got to do is spend like a couple of hours beforehand, and I'll be good to go. Sweet. I mean, I remember all my but, Kai BS and all my Sin BS. I, I forgot just... to mention, though, man, I was having problems with my stick, man. I don't know what oh, happened yeah. with my, my Panthera, but it just stopped. Like the left goes right and the le- and the right Man. goes left. That's partially actually why I stopped playing fighting games. I was like, ah, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. So I just like put it to the side. And now you know what my stick does? I put it on the couch and then I put it in front of the heater, the little space heater that's on the wall so that Zeke doesn't sit in front of the heater because he likes sitting in front of the heater and then he gets too hot and he's going to burn himself. Yeah. So I just, it just takes the space that's of what he would be there. Just, gonna melt oh, your dude, stick. You know, <laughs> exactly. Ah, it'll be all right. Yo, right quick, man. This guy, Zeke, uh, this is the last, this is one thing I want to say. This guy, man, just, was it yesterday? We caught him. You know what we caught him? We caught this man in the toilet. He was going to get, he was on top of the toilet seat. I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, <laughs> it's embarrassing. I was oh like, who God. raised you that way? He was on top of the toilet seat, man. He was like, he was looking in there like he was going to drink some of the toilet water, man. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Freaking cat, man. He embarrassed us this time, man. How old is he? Like, He's an old man. He's 12, man. He's too old to be doing that. That's like... I was like a 60 year old guy he's like what's the toilet <laughs> <All> right <laughs> ew gross cats man they they always change it up on you he was like nah man you got comfortable now nah, i gotta switch it up on your ass yeah. um so yeah guilty gear tournament next saturday oh speaking of tournaments so we ran street fighter 5 last saturday uh what a mess what a logistical <laughs> nightmare like that was terrible i saw a little bit of the stream and i was like oh this don't look so hot oh dude i felt so bad because it it, i guess i don't think it was bad for people playing but for people watching i was i mean unwatchable so two things one uh probably my pc needs an upgrade in order to run street fighter 5 on on stream i don't know why because i ran tekken just fine but street fighter 5 was a mess so it was like chugging and i tried to mess with the bit rate and it wasn't wasn't working and the spectating on that game is so terrible because mm. you can't watch the match without the timer going out of sync. So like us spectating oh, yeah. was we would we we would enter the match and it would have to like speed up to like 82 seconds right away. And then it kept having to like come back in sync. And I was like, this is so terrible. So Yeah, that's what I saw too. Like that's the de- the amount of desyncs, and that's always been the Street Fighter V's problem with yeah. the rollback. It desyncs way too often. Terrible. Six Terrible. is so good because it doesn't do that. I mean, like if uh, you if you join a stream late, you're gonna have to speed up. But then once this catches up, you're you're just watching a fight. That's how it, it is in most fighting things, games. Though too, though, 
I hate hmm? that speed up thing though. It does that speed up thing still though. If well, you spectate mid match, doing that since yeah, it's been doing that. We've been fighting games have been doing that since Rev Rev One. It's probably because Skullgirls doesn't do that just because you can't really spectate when the when it's the match is already going on. Yeah, yeah, because like Rev, Guilty Gear Rev One was like, hey, we have an idea for if you want to watch a fight and it's already happening, we'll just speed up the fight. So that that way, by the time it actually is where it's at, you can see it. Yeah, you're insane. Mm -hmm. You're insane. But yeah, that was uh, that was terrible. But shout outs to Iron Bagel. He won the tournament. I went two and two. Uh, I saw that he was smoking people with Ryu. Yeah, right. Ice, white ice. Yeah. Speaking of Street Fighter, did you guys hear that uh, Legendary Films owns the the rights to movies and TV shows with the Street Fighter? Oh, yeah, uh, I saw uh, Lozy put that in the Discord. I didn't read too much into it, but yeah, I saw a little bit. Basically, yeah. they have the rights to make anything with Street Fighter in the name. Cool. So we might oh. be getting another Claude Van Damme-style movie. Except not as good, because Claude Van Damme's not coming back. Yeah, he's also 85 years old, so... <laughs> I don't think he's... Also, we'll never get a... Also, we'll never get a... What's his name? Who was the... What's his name? He was the... Uh, he was M. Bison. I don't know. I don't know who's a real name. Personally, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I do want to say I'm pretty surprised there isn't much media outside of Street Fighter as a game. There's not like an anime. Well, there is, but there that is, doesn't huh? count. And the comics, not really... the Udon comics are pretty cool. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I should have said like multimedia correction. Like I don't really see anything like that when it comes to Street Fighter, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. It's a pretty popular running around long enough game you know yeah well there's now street fighter duel but that's something else also i think uh what really needs to happen is uh yeah fighting games need to diversify into like other broader stuff guilty gear should have an anime i don't care what anybody says i'm gonna be that guy that says you know what give it an anime probably not that at you i mean i'm sure yeah. there are plenty of other animes out there that are way worse than guilty gear storyline oh so Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple of podcast corrections. Last week, I called the Brickishaw Ferguson, LeBrickishaw Ferguson. <laughs> Starts with a D. I still cannot believe. I still cannot believe how insane that person's name is. I saw that podcast correction. And I was like, "What is that?" Also, he was an offensive tackle. I called him a defensive tackle. I misspoke, but he was really good. Also, Speaking of football, uh, Big Sword I, uh... gave you advice real quick. Last, not podcast correction, but last. Uh, participation from the audience uh big sword on discord says broken you gotta diversify maybe a bit also i think he was talking to us not specifically to you he's saying you can't say all women like is murder documentaries and then turn around and say all i like is our fighting games <laughs> which is true <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny you, it's funny you say that because i was walking out the bathroom and the two female janitors were talking to each other, and they're like, "Oh man, my favorite things to listen to are murder doc, uh, murder podcasts." <laughs> I was like, "It's the cycle." Yo, that's a start. It oh, like, itself. It's true. Big Sword just doesn't want to believe, but they all like murder mystery. They did like murder. Also, I like that's... it a little bit. Like I like it a lot sometimes, but they like it more than I could. There's a great it's... channel on YouTube called Jim Can't Swim about police interrogations. Like if you ever get a chance mm -hmm. to to watch that channel, it's pretty good. I always found that the reason why women love murder documentaries and murder podcasts is because they like the the thrill of the hunt and like the mm -hmm. the s the aspects of like okay how did he kill him 
who who did what? Uh, how wh- how how what was the cause? What, like they, there's like 15 layers, and they all love like each layer. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm here. I'm like, oh, it was a knife, and he was just angry at her. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's because right. who commits the most murder is men, but I think women are fascinated by the, the act, act, like because the procedure. Yeah, it's you know like they say, men lie the most. But women tell the biggest lies. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. hey, hey, did Misogyny I not talk about 101? Did I not talk <laughs> about something 101? Did I talk about something similar with car crashes? Women crash, or it's it's actually kind of like the flip side, but it's like, yes, like women crash their cars more often, but men crash it when they crash it, it's bigger. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, now that we got the misogyny section of the podcast, misogyny. Of the I forgot who said it. Said it last week. <laughs> I, for, I don't even know what we said last week. The some, I think it was like Zio who was like, damn, misogyny on the podcast. Like, man, y'all are soft. If you really think what we're saying is like misogyny. It's like, oh my God, you can't I'm say anything. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> men is always the better the better gender. Is what I'm just for real, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm doing great. I got a big dick and I like swinging it around. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, big chat energy over here. <laughs> you know, there's a... Real quick before we start actually talking about what we're supposed to be, River City Girls, but... Uh, I saw a little clip in the, our sports section on the Discord. A Scruffy added, put this clip in there, and the commentator says, uh, "Yeah, so they they enlarged the bases this year. They're all three inches larger to the ire of many men <laughs> out there." I was like, "Damn, shots!" That's funny. Yeah. You know, speaking of baseball, like right, quick tangent. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I always You're find just... it I always find it interesting how certain baseball fields is the reason why certain teams actually make world uh the world series. Did you know like there are certain baseball fields where like the in the outbound like fence is closer to the uh yeah. the pitcher like than the others and that's why like certain states always get home runs all the time while others are like three-pointers. Um, so yeah, there are certain parks that are larger than others. Camden Yards on Baltimore and where the Orioles play, uh, center field is like 320 feet, which is not very far for a professional baseball hitter, but like Boston, if you go to, um, left field over the green monster, that's like 450 feet or whatever, but it, it really depends on the hitter. And then not necessarily because baseball is a game in which pitchers can really dominate. Like a a really good pitcher can dominate a whole lineup. So most of the teams that actually win in baseball have like a couple of aces that just dominate because in a seven game series, you can play those aces twice. So they'll play your first ace plays game one, second ace plays game two. Then you have a guy who's not your best pitcher plays game three. And the first guy comes back for game four, game five. So it's like, it's tough to beat good pitching in baseball, but yeah, certain parks do, allow for more home runs i agree yeah i saw a, i saw an interesting documentary where there's a uh there's a park that was owned by a family that roots for like one team and they made their park modular so like when their team is pl- paying, playing they found a way to where they can shrink the the park <laughs> and then when it's the Cheap. enemy like the opponent plays they found a way to like enlarge the park without you can't do that. it's collusion you can't do that it's illegal yeah, it's, it's, it's super collusion 
but they've been doing it for the longest time. And then like I was like, there's no way no one caught Howie like a 300, oh. uh, 300 yard field all of a sudden is 500 yards. How did you not catch that? Oh, man, it's hilarious, dude. It's funny. All right, Anyways, gents. Guys. We have we have a lot to talk about, and I'll, I will try to speed this up uh, as much as we can, but I do want to allow time for discussion because, Brogan, you and I played it together, so I think you know we shared roughly the same experience. We might have thought of the gameplay and different aspects of it, maybe a little different. Broken, or not broken, Pringle, you played it, but you didn't completely finish it, right? So you played it also couch co-op, you played it with your girlfriend, and you got to the final area of the game, and then um, you never completely finished it, but that's fine, we'll talk about the ending, so. Let's get into it. So, a little bit of background. So River City Girls is a 2019 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up game developed by WayForward and published by Arc System Works. It is a spin-off in the Kunio-kun franchise in which our protagonists, Misako and Kyoko, had first appeared in. They appeared in, I believe, one spin-off game that wasn't, like, part of the main series. Now, I don't have any experience with the original franchise, but Pringle, you do, right? I do now. I just <laughs> literally finished River City Ransom for the NES in, like, two, three playthroughs. Nice. And it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. So whenever we get to some parts and you have any information that you can educate us with just jump in and if I sure. bring up a character just be like actually he's this I don't know that. if I will there ain't that much character oh, really? but yeah but yeah yeah not that much but Alrighty. it's like her... two or three lines of dialogue and that's it mm -hmm. <laughs> if I remember correctly the main protagonist of the original games are Runio and uh, Kunio and Ricky yeah, like, Kunio they're, and Ricky. The, they're the OG protags and then it's like their this. name different though in english is called alex and ryan <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know who is that who is kunio and who is the other one <laughs> so, from what i understand misako and kyoko who are the two protagonists and river city girls from what mm -hmm. i understand and maybe hopefully i'm getting this right they were in a game that wasn't even localized in the states so they were in like a completely like offshoot game that didn't make it to the States mm. and really, and didn't get localized until after River City Girls. It got localized after it. So um, they're pretty niche characters. And the fact that they got this game is interesting, but it, uh, I, I think it worked out. So the main plot of the game surrounds the assumed kidnapping of Misako's and Kyoko's boyfriends, Kunio and Ricky. After learning about the kidnapping, the girls go rampaging through the city in search of their beloved boyfriends. That's the whole plot of the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about just the the playthrough background. So obviously, Broken and I played the game via remote play co-op on Steam. Pringle, like we said earlier, you played the game with your girlfriend, Couch Co-op. Um, Broken was Kyoko. When we played, I was Misako. So Kyoko is the orange hair girl. Misako is the brunette. Uh, the entire playthrough was just shy of nine hours for Broken and myself, including searching for statues, exploring River City thoroughly, completing all the side quests, and gathering money for new moves and unlocking everything in the dojo. So we really combed through this game completely. Like, we did everything, and it took us just under nine hours. So I'm sure if you really sped run through the game, 
and they didn't even want to mess with the secret boss. You could probably do it in six or seven. So, which is funny, by the way, that we chose the characters we did because Masako is kind of like your girl, like all the way down to even her fighting style and her yeah. looks. We'll talk about that. Yeah, Yoke. it's in the characters. Yeah, <laughs> she's definitely. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about it. that's funny you bring that up, but yeah, because we picked randomly. Like we didn't we didn't know anything about these characters before we picked, and mm. we just happened to pick the characters, and they 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 suited us well. Uh, let's talk about the presentation. So graphically, the game uses a pixel art style with somewhat standstill scenery for the background. However, it does scroll in four directions depending on the character's position. And obviously, since you're playing with two characters, the game will. Uh, lag depending if if we've broken an eye or too far apart in the map it'll mm. it'll try to expand as much as it can but eventually you're in a standstill and you have to like get close together for the map to continue moving mm. which is pretty standard for most co-op games it doesn't want to leave one character behind so stages consist of both interactable objects like trash cans you can pick up or destroy vending machines uh, you can hit for items and like fruit and stuff gives you health uh, structures that you can climb on, non-hostile NPCs, uh, which do interact. Like if you hit like a punch next to a non-hostile NPC, they like flinch. They're like, oh, um, but they just stand there. And then hostile NPCs, which are your enemies. And then the user interface, which is mostly just this black bar around the whole game. And it consists of the subtitles that the game uses for the characters accompanied with the character windows, um, as well as general game information. So you'll see like the tutorial messages pop up. You'll see new areas unlocked depending on how far you've progressed through the game. And then alerts to new moves available in the dojo, et cetera. So it just kind of gives you information in that little um, user interface, the UI bar. Let's talk a little bit about the UI. I, I really like the UI of the game. Even though I'm not a huge border guy, as far as my games, I like my games full screen. I, I like the way it's presented as far as both the health bars, the room for the subtitles and even the enemies mm -hmm. have subtitles so like when you hit the enemies and if you happen to read they like say things so it's kind of cool i really like that about the game so the ui i think is actually presented really well i like also whenever like story cutscenes are happening in the ui where it's like oh well they're just talking so we don't really need to show a cutscene. you're if you look at the portraits they'll actually have the portraits move and interact as if they were actually talking to one another yeah. so like Misako will kind of lean into her portrait and kind of like point at uh, Kyoko. Kyoko will kind of like... It's visual novel style. Like so if you ever played a visual novel, that's usually yeah. a lot of how the cutscenes... And we'll talk a little bit about cutscenes, but yeah, that's one of the ways that they approach cutscenes in the game. Yeah, I love that because I was like, oh, so it's not just a stand... It's not like a picture. It's in like a, a dynamic portrait, you mm -hmm. know? Because yeah. like a lot of games like that, they'll have a picture that represents who you are, but it's just a picture. It doesn't. It's not like there's nothing happens to it to justify like the status of your character. But like in River City Girls, they're dynamic. They actually like interact with the game itself, and I kind of thought that was like a nice little touch. It's neat. And uh, yeah, I I did like the the border always has like that. I think that's what they go for the cinematic field of the cinematic style the borders i like it when they put the subtitles in that border so it's not just there to be there but there's actually like a point so mm -hmm. i did like the uh the borders in the game yeah it, it definitely fits well for the type of game that it is uh one thing i forgot to really mention before we started talking about river city girls so normally this is obviously an audio podcast and we 
I try to make it as audible as possible. But for this type of podcast where we're talking a lot about the game, I'm going to add a lot of different B-roll. So you just you get a good visual understanding of what we're talking about. So if you have a chance to go to the YouTube video, I think you'll get more out of this podcast as a video format compared to an audio format. So, but it's still, we'll try to address everything in audio, but I just think um, since, since we're talking about a specific game, I'm going to add a lot of B-roll and stuff. So make the experience a little bit better. So we talked a little bit about the UI um, and then the subtitles. Let's talk about the cutscenes. So like you alluded to broken, cutscenes are handled in various ways. Some are animated, so they're actual animated cutscenes like um, movies. Uh, some are digital art of certain characters in a visual novel style, like you mentioned. So the, the main story cutscenes are actually really cool. They're presented by manga panels with voiceover. And those are also, they, they Dude, kind of move those. around. And really cool way of showing a it's like an interactive manga panel which i think is really really cool um the first cutscene of the game actually is that manga panel that's how the game starts uh so already it shows you like right away that the game has a lot of personality uh, i i really like the manga cutscenes they're really good mm -hmm. i i kind of like it too because it makes it feel like the video game you're playing is just you reading a cool manga mm -hmm. so it's it's like one of those like like one of the things I like is whenever a video game or a movie or a comic book alludes to another type of media and they replicate lots of moments of that so that it gives you that feeling like in universe, what you're doing is you're actually reading a book or something rather than doing what you're doing, which is playing a game or you're, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. A, a perfect example is Beautiful Joe. That's the exactly. most perfect example, man. Because like in Beautiful Joe, in, re in reality, you're not playing the video game. You're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. But Perfect like, example. Exactly. Like, I love those where it's like, it's not what you're looking at that's actually what's happening. It's this background stuff. And if you pay attention to the background stuff, you realize, oh, this is emulating something else. And that's why everything looks that way. Mm -hmm. More on the presentation. So the battle effects. As far as battle effects, uh, those are also traditional pixel art style, things like sparks when hitting opponents, level up stars, um, some wind and dust effects in the background as well as uh, the money I think is handled really well because regardless of where you beat an opponent, if you beat an opponent, the paper money, so there's bills and there are coins. The coins always land on the ground, but the bills will float sl like slowly down as a visual cue is like, hey, there's money there. I thought that that was really cool because whether you beat somebody in the air or on the ground, the bill will always kind of pop up and just slowly like land on the ground. I thought that was as a nice little touch uh, for as a visual cue for for the money. And when a stage is locked, I thought it was really cool. You have this little uh, padlock at the top and mm -hmm. it's it, it, little chains or whatever, and it shows that like the map is locked. So I thought that, that was really cool. And it also it uh, gives you an indication that now you can wall bounce. So you, usually you can wall bounce only at the edges of the stage, but when a when a um, an area is locked for a specific area battle, you can actually use the wall bounce. So I, I thought that was cool visual cue as far as the battle effects. I will say I will mention I did like that as well. But like the one thing I didn't like when we were playing was how many times it just happened. Yeah, like be, it is all random. We'd be we'd be going we'd be like really enjoying the story and like wanting to go from story beat a to story beat b or side quest a to side quest b and right when we get to like 
side quest B, all of a sudden the game's like, hold on, hold on, you can't complete it just yet. You got to do this real quick. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah, come on. I actually didn't like that. I just want to get to the carrot. You don't patient. want me to, yeah. I, I just want to get to the carrot, okay? You, you can do this after the carrot or before the carrot, not in between, you know? Yeah, they they felt a little random in their timing. Sometimes I understood it because it was right before you're you're reaching a a certain point where you're either going to be fighting a boss or you're progressing through to a new city or whatever and or new area in the map. But sometimes it was just like we got out of a cutscene and then they made us fight like a bunch of randoms. I was like, why? Like, why can't we just use the station? Like, <laughs> like why do I got to fight? Mm, yeah, but. It, yeah, it's it's not not terrible. Um, as far as audible presentation, I think is is also really good. Now, if you guys know anything about me, I hate like for the most part, I don't like dub in games like this because a lot of times games like this come from a Japanese background. So I think dub it feels out of place whenever they localize. There are very few things that I found localized that sound good. This is not exactly localized because it's it, it's almost it feels like a, like an american made game so it feels like it it makes sense it's almost like if you ever played um or not play if you watched arcane like if you oh. there's a youtube video on uh different i forgot what scene it was and it shows like the different languages of um arcane and it sounds the best in english because it's an english made show so if you want, if you listen to it in Japanese or Korean or Spanish or whatever, it doesn't sound quite right. And that's what I have. I have an issue with a lot of anime that's Japanese that comes over here. The English sounds a little weird, but this game, I think is audibly, it sounds great. So the voice acting is excellent across the board outside of perhaps Godai. I didn't, it, it's, he's voiced by, uh, Jacksepticeye. Yeah. And I, I just felt he was a little too zany for the role. Like I understand what he's trying to do, but I was like, I just thought he was trying a little too hard. Um, but I don't know. That's just my preference. Uh, but the voices really seem to hit the, their mark outside of that. So even side characters, side characters like the Dojo Brothers, I really love them. Where they have the lines. They're actually, the Game Grumps. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Grumps. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, they're they're both uh, I forget what his, their names are, but like Danny is the like the blue brother, mm -hmm. you know, the like the nice peaceful one, and then the red one is uh, uh Aaron. Hansen. Yeah, Aaron Hansen. And I, I, I put him on there. They don't get many lines. They only get lines whenever you enter the dojo and the guy will be like, I miss my brother or something like that. And yeah, uh, dude. So I, yeah, I was going to say right quick. I did not like the voice acting very much, but you didn't No, it was it just felt really like weeby. I don't know. <laughs> I think dude. it was the writing. It wasn't more so the I didn't like the writing that came with the voice. Like, I did like the main characters, those two, but sometimes the bosses, like, or like the other characters, their voices seem so long and drawn in certain instances. Mm. It just felt, it just felt really like, it just kind of made me cringe a little bit when I was hearing it, but maybe it's more of the writing. I will say I didn't like Godai's voice now that I think about it, but I did like the Dojo brothers because yeah. they were just parodies. They were yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah. They were funny as hell, because there's just a bunch of jokes. Get in my dojo and fight me! I miss my brother! Yeah. I like that a lot, man. I, I find it funny that they're basically making a parody of Double Dragon. Mm -hmm. I, uh, they're yeah, basically yeah. just Double Dragon characters, and I'm just like, oh, that's so nice! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty funny. 
It's funny that you say that, actually, because, I mean, you're you have experience with voice acting. So it's funny, like, I wonder if your perspective is somebody who has done it that like no nah, i don't i don't think so man no? i don't really even i usually am pretty tolerant of a lot of voices it's just i think it may have just been the sometimes the writing in the game just was like this man you know really? sometimes i had that feeling yeah but i did like misako and kyoko they really stole the show with anything but i think it's because they get to essentially have their voice chops all over like yeah. they get to do everything yeah. When some characters are kind of like one off note, like, mm -hmm. like, was it like the, I guess we'll get more into the characters, but some of them are too one off note. And it's like, eh, it's kind of weird. But a Dojo Brothers, I fit right because they were just like parodies. Yeah. 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 So their one note is funny. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess that. like what you're saying, for example, in the beginning of the game, you can show the cutscene of this because we have footage of it finally, where you're going to the mall. You have uh, Hachimo, I forget what his name is. Mm -hmm. Something with an H. But, like, basically, he's a guy, and his whole entire goal is to go get manga. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in, in the story, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he's, like, a one-off character. He's, like, I'm here for my manga and to give you the objective to open the mall. And then mm -hmm. once you get in, he's, like, okay, cool. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> Godai was probably a perfect example of that one note. Too well, much. the usually reason I'm fine with that stuff, though. See, usually I don't care about it. The reason why I brought up Godai is because he shows up more than once, so it was more yeah, noticeable. Basically, yeah, he's basically your side quest guy. He's like, yeah, I have a side yeah. quest for you. Yeah, so I didn't really enjoy his. If if Godai showed up once, I could have tolerated it, but because he kept showing up, this dude's coming out of dumpsters, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't like this guy. Like he's just not, he's not really <laughs> freaking grouch over here. <laughs> Stay your ass in the dumpster. Yeah. I want to play your side quest. So that's why I brought him, I brought his example. But we'll we'll talk more about it once we start talking about mm -hmm. the characters. I want to give a quick shout out to some of the voice actors that I actually I thought hit it out of the park. I really enjoyed. The voice acting, which is again, is foreign to me. I normally don't like this kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. um, the two main girls we got Kira Buckland and uh, Kaylee Mills as Kyoka Misako, Christina Ven uh, Venezuela. Sorry, I butchered that as Hasabe, which I also believe she does a little bit of the soundtrack. She does some vocal for the soundtrack, which we'll talk about later. Uh, Mary Josephine ha Hansen as Hibari, um, Aaron Hansen, as, as you said, broken as Jimmy Lee, who's one of the brothers in the dojo. And um, Sean Valesco as Skullmageddon, which who's you the know, shopkeeper, the uh, pawn shop. I'd like to also, I'd like to also add the uh, the voice actress slash singer for the third boss. You know, the one the the one where like every now and then you'll be hearing her music as you you noise. explore. Yeah, yeah, noise. We'll I talk, loved her. We'll talk about I loved noise her as well. Soundtrack. Like yeah. her she voice really actress good. was really good because it's like you don't know who, who is singing these beautiful songs like when you go to like certain areas like the mall you're like why the hell is it, are we listening to like lyrical music and then when you finally get to her and you realize what's going on you're like oh my god we were listening to you this whole time yeah i, I always kind of, I, I thought that was like a really cool like story beat and feature i actually you'll have to double check this i actually don't know if the the musician who sings noises songs if she's the same voice actress for the character noise You'll have to check that. Let but, me look. Um, I'm not sure that Noise, the musician, that might be correct on that, but I'm not sure she did any actual voice lines. I think she just sang the soundtrack and composed it, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, while you're doing that, let's talk a little bit, little bit more audible stuff before we get to the actual gameplay. So sound effects, 
I think sound effects sound great. Like enemy sounds when you like punch people or kick people. Even the wall bounce sounds I think are cool. Um, Always got to get that right in the beat em up, man. If that don't, if you don't get that crunch, that ah, I am beating this dude's guts in. Ah, yeah. you, you don't get that right sound, you're gonna be like, no. Yeah, yeah. You need that impact for sure. Yeah. Uh, special moves, levels up, um, just to hit impact overall. There's a good thud for for a beat em up, which I like. Uh, even collecting items on the ground have that like classic like Zelda like ding ding ding, ding. like you you know you get the yeah, yeah, yeah. get the noise for for collecting coins and stuff so I I, I like that it's a nice touch um, and just overall I thought the sound design for the fighting portion is, is on point as well. Let's talk about the soundtrack. So the soundtrack I thought in the game is is, is pretty good. So it's composed of electronic upbeat tracks as well as some. That resemble kind of like the 16-bit old school tracks that you'll find again like a lot of beat-em-ups as well um and then there are the vocal noise tracks which are composed and performed by megan mcduffie okay so they're, they're different voice actors actresses yeah. also in both in both river city girls 2 games they're actually two different voice actresses noise is just two different voice actresses oh, interesting mm. yeah yeah they couldn't pay her enough on the next one. <laughs> I think it's always I, money, I think man. It, Probably, yeah. I, no. I think what else. it is. No, I think what it is is it's the diversity aspect of it because I've been noticing a lot in uh, modern day voice acting. Like, if your character is a certain color, you want that color to represent that oh, voice. Is the previous noise voice actress white? Yes, yeah. maybe it, it could be the green. I think it's more the green bags, but they did do that with. What did they do that with? And it ruined it, man. They did it with The Simpsons with Dr. Hibbert or whatever his name is. And oh, Carl. Do. Oh, yeah. They've changed their voices. Bro, I was listening to the same dude for 20 years. And then this motherfucker comes in. Hey, how are you doing? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who the hell are you, man? It's been 20 years and you just right. going to change the game on me? I wasn't ready for that, man. Who's the who's the black guy from Family Guy? He's voiced by a white guy, right? Yeah, he's still voiced by a white guy, I believe. But the the... The actors were like, well, I, I felt bad, so I stepped down because I'm not black. Mm -hmm. So I stepped down as a white male because it's I'm not black. That's literally the reason, man, because of all the black stuff that was happening. That's so dumb, dude. I was just like, that's retarded. Just Bro, voice just the goddamn job, character. Man. Yeah. You just gave your job to a black dude that's less qualified to you. What is that? Is that think, not in a way kind of showing some sort of racism? That is racist. In a ironic way. You know I'm going to say this. I think this is a very, like, I know this may be off topic or something, but uh, this is something that I've been thinking about in the uh, the actual, like, voice acting scene. I think it doesn't matter who voices what character. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if, if a person voices them really well, you don't notice. Yeah, man, you know, I I would have never known if, Cleveland was a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> he did it so well. Cleveland like, does it so well that, like, do you notice? Do you yeah. know? That's for every job, You're though. Like, it, for every job, you should pick the person most qualified, not the person that's you need you to do. fill a quota for. Like, that's not how that works. But Bro, they exactly. had this guy for 20 years. And and if you listen to, like, if you listen to Carl, it's like, hey, Carl kind of, but he's still not Carl, but the, the doctor, the, oh, it's, it's not very, it's not good at all. So it's Damn. crazy how they just, Dude, I mean, you basically gave your job away for somebody else. I yeah. wouldn't do that. Are they going to change Lisa Simpson because she's not an actual little girl? Like, Yeah, <laughs> or Bart, that is not a boy. What? Bart is like a woman. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
I know. But <laughs> Come that's, on, man. That's just my that's just my two cents. Is that it could be? It doesn't. It shouldn't matter. Back. It could be the it money. It shouldn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I was say it shouldn't matter. Here. Yeah, it shouldn't matter who who the voice is because at the end of the day, they're providing you a voice. They're not providing you a character. Yeah, mm. we don't know the reason, but if it's the latter and not the former, that's that's annoying. Um. So yeah, so the soundtrack is both electronic with the non-vocals, and then the noise tracks are more in that rock and roll style, uh, but there are also some somber ballads, which are they're also they're pretty I, good. I listened to the soundtrack really, again; it was good. I really like the somber songs, and it's probably my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. And the intro is pretty poppy, but yeah, mm-hmm. I really like the uh, the those songs that the uh, those really soft ones when you're like on the boardwalk or something like mm-hmm. that. It's really nice. Yeah. It's it's a good soundtrack. I re- I thought Megan McDuffie did a really good job composing that and mm-hmm. performing as well. So it's good. Now we're on to the gameplay portion. So gameplay is pretty straightforward for a beat 'em up, but let's get through the options available for us while playing. So on the ground, movement is limited to horizontal walking and running, and then vertical walking, but no option to run vertically. Instead, you can dash skip up and down by double tapping so you double tap up and down you can just hop to to Mm -hmm. kind of reach your destination on your way vertically that's uh one part that i i found it noticeable whenever maps were vertical we had to move up it was kind of annoying because you couldn't make your way up fast enough so i was like man horizontally it feels fine running around but anytime you have to go up and like if there's no option for like jumping or whatever like I was like, man, this is really annoying to like hop down, especially hopping down. I was like, this is, this is really annoying because like sometimes Broken could find like the station and I had to, I'd have to follow him and I'd like get like <laughs> get stuck between objects and I had to like hop down. I was like, this is, this is annoying. I think what sucks the most is that it, this game is a very momentum based game. And the fact that like half of your momentum is already stilted in a momentum based game makes you feel like you're stilted as well like like you said when you go left and right it's it's fast and it's yeah. responsive but like when you go up and down it's just like i yeah. feel like i'm i feel like i just got shot with glue and i'm just like trying to <laughs> sticky feet yep yeah i'm trying to like i don't know yeah it's that's the one one gripe i kind of had with the game was the vertical mobility but uh, jumping is also pretty limited, but it is useful for what you need it to be. So a jump can extend, can be extended by running on the ground. So if you get a running start, you can uh, jump a little further from the ground. And then combat. So combat is done using both normal moves, which are just button taps, and special moves, which are, can all be used as com- combo extenders. Now, the game is very similar to like what we see now with new school fighting games like Dragon Ball Fighters and stuff. So every mm-hmm. special move is a command normal. So it's forward punch or up kick. Like there are no quarter circles, no Z motions, not, none of that. That's for boomers. Like it's everything is I a command missed normal. That. Yeah, really? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. I it makes it it makes the beat 'em up cooler. Yeah. It makes it because there's like, oh, I could do these cool button techniques the techniques that the game didn't tell me existed. Mm-hmm. Yep, no special motions in our beat 'em ups. No special motions in our fighting games. <laughs> no, not anymore. Damn. If you want special, if you want special uh, techniques like that, you got to play skateboarding games. Have I you know, seen right? skateboarding games? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I got to show you Ali Ali World too. Uh, Ali Ali World, like you'd be like, what is these these like uh, inputs? Kof playing skateboard. 
Yeah. Uh, the combo system becomes much more satisfying after you level up. So the beginning of the game is kind of... Once you don't have enough money, like once you get to like the first part of the game, you're basically just mashing. You're just mashing the whole time because you have you literally have no combos. You just think about it like if you're playing a fighting game, you only have access to an auto combo, which is just tapping the A button five times. So that's all you're doing and you can jump attacks. But like um, it becomes much more satisfying once you obtain money, you get new attacks in the dojo and then you can test them out against opponents, uh, which usually come at you right after you leave the dojo. So the whole gameplay loop, I think, as far as combat is concerned, is, at least for me, was finding the optimal damage by using the command normals and your normal moves while just looking for combos. So you can look for combos that are make them do the most damage or that are the most cool looking or the ones that you can operate together if you're playing co-op. So I got a couple of things, and this is great, really, where I it started the game really went downhill for me, actually, hmm. was the actual gameplay itself. Like in the beginning, you're like, oh, you know, it's brand new. You're starting it out. But there's a couple of things that I think are big ticks to what is a problem with. One, the game has a leveling system, but enemies scale with the level. No point in the leveling system. Mm -hmm. Completely arbitrary. There is literally no point if everything scales with you. And I put in the NES River City Ransom, no levels, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is based off the stuff you get. A thing, another thing I didn't know, second thing is with the stores, you buy a food and the first time you eat it, it gives you a power up. I didn't know that. So we went like a large amount of the time of the game without buying into those power ups. So we were leveling, leveling, leveling and grinding, but it meant nothing because you can't really grind in that game. You can grind for money. But you can't really grind for experience because the leveling system is pointless because enemies just scale with it. Yeah. So you have to, you'd have to have known that ahead. And people, like I looked in, it's like, oh, if you would have played the other River City games, you would have known that. But in the other River City Ransom games, it like the first one tells you what goes up when you buy it. In fact, you can buy the same thing twice, four times, five times, and your stat will still keep going up with it. Mm. That's something that I learned. Yeah, so that's something that was like with this one and looking at it now, you don't know. I don't you you don't necessarily know how much it goes up. I believe it. Does it show you when you a stat goes up? I don't think it does. It I don't doesn't really, really show you what the no. stat is. Just yeah, so that, you have to look at the stat. Exactly. So that was very really annoying because it's trying to be kind of like an RPG with these art. There's RPG mechanics with a beat em up. So when you take the leveling system plus the items, it really makes a lot of stuff arbitrary and it makes it really frustrating. So that's one and two. The third one was my problem was the hit detection. There was definitely times where I would hit and the motherfuckers would just like, it would it was not connecting. And I definitely had a lot of problems more than I thought with, with the hit detection. It really upset me a lot of times, um, pissed me off, man. Uh, for it is the movement like that actually it really bugged me going up and down was mm -hmm. like the worst bro like you, you're like you got glued you got glue on your feet so mm -hmm. that those four things were really what bugged me it really the leveling system i hate it when video games do that man like there was there's a game called final fantasy 9 they added a leveling system completely arbitrary because everything scales with you but it's an rpg so it's like bro what the hell's the point of this man 
I no remember, portal levels, man. That's I even that's, that's even worse. To be honest. Oh yeah, it's worse. It's worse. I heard the story about FF9 is that if you don't speed run the game, it actually becomes even harder for you down. Yeah, the line. because yeah, because you're just dealing with bigger and bigger numbers. So the more you level up, the harder the, in the way the game gets because the more. Did you guys not notice that though? So, like the the leveling scaling and stuff like that. Yeah. So I didn't know that the enemies scale with you until later in the game. I was like, why are they still taking the same because, amount of hits? Because it it's like annoying. Because in that game, you're going to backtrack. You mm -hmm. are. You just are. So when you're backtracking to like the earlier places and you're already like level twenty, I'm like, y'all should be able to smoke these ghouls, yeah. man. But no, it it's the same one. And in River City Ransom, the NES version. You would have been, ideally, you would have just been buying food anyways as you progress because you have to keep your health up. Because mm -hmm. if you die, you lose half your money. And you can't really resurrect. If, even if you're, you resurrect, but you still lose half the money. So the person that dies, you go to the other map. They come back from the other map. They respond. They lose half their money. So ideally, you want to consistently keep buying food. And then the, the food you buy shows everything's that's a punch kick motherfucking is a punch that is a kick stat yeah. stamina wisdom willpower all mm -hmm. this bull crap but in river city girls they made a, a couple of things that i don't like very um uh what's the word i'm looking for cryptic and oh, so yeah. it makes yeah. a little bit of that progression hard in that game so the progression i felt was was towards the moves mm -hmm. the, the moves which are cool i like the moves a lot but that's the only time where i felt like i was strong because i wasn't buying food items and sometimes, because I didn't know that it only works like when you first buy an item, so you'll have questions like when you go to the store, there's question mark items. It's good to buy everything in the store. I didn't know that. So I would stick to a store that just refilled my health the most. And that's mm -hmm. what me and my girlfriend did because we didn't know that. So that's what made the progression of that game really freaking annoying because leveling has no point. I, feel I don't know why I will admit, that. I will admit, by the end of our run, Mac and I like bought like what? five snack items and the rest has just been like items to make the, the game better for us or yeah fight yeah moves. equipment right yeah equipment or fight moves that was it that's all we bought yeah and that's what that's what we ended up focusing on the equipment and the fight moves but in mm. reality if you would have bought the food items and eaten them once at least once that's why i mentioned that in the beginning because the game doesn't tell you that yeah and i'm like okay the game that's cool but then because there's a progression system i feel like it should yeah, it definitely whiffs on that. It really doesn't tell you the fact that it takes you to a store, it forces you to go to a store and buy something, but it doesn't really tell you to check what it does, which mm -hmm. is a little annoying. And then, the, yeah, the whole progressive leveling system, the fact that it's scaling the enemies, I didn't realize that until like halfway through the game. I was like, yeah, they're not dying. Like they're dying in the same rate, it seems like, because we've gotten stronger, but so have they. So I was like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I'll say... One thing about that is, like, I didn't really mind because, first of all, Broken and I played on normal. So we had a fairly easy time through the game. Like, it's Yeah, like... we, we did, too. So I didn't... If, if the game was really hard and it was, like, annoying and I was dying in the streets to the regular goons and not to the bosses, that would, that would piss me off a lot more because I was like, there's no reason why they should be the same strength as we are. We're level 20 and this is the school. So, like, I would be annoying. I would be really annoyed. But because the gameplay loop, the whole thing is like, I just wanted to like get more money to unlock more moves so I could do cool shit. Like that's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind as much having to fight the enemies because they they didn't get in my way. It's not like Persona 3 where like 
you know, you die in, in Tartarus or whatever, and like you lose everything, you got to go back. Oh it's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I hated that. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really, really annoying. But like, I didn't feel that so much with that. It's it's a slight annoyance. I I, I really get where you're where you're going with, but um, it didn't make a huge difference for me personally. Now we'll get to the characters. So this game has a bunch of characters, but we'll only talk about the main four ones and um, to start. And then we'll talk about the rest of the characters once we actually get to the synopsis of the story. So Kyoko. Uh, Kyoko is one of the playable characters. She's a character that broke and play in the game. She's a senior student at uh, Hanazono High School. She's Misako's friend and Riki's girlfriend. She has a spunky personality and is definitely the zany one of the group. Uh, she specializes in volleyball theme attacks alongside using more comedic ones. Like she likes to dab on opponents. That's one of her attacks, which is funny. Uh, she has cheer- oh, yeah. she has cheerleader kicks and even a Frankensteiner, which is, is kind of sick. Yeah, she was she was super fun to play. I loved it. Yeah, so I, I'll say this. Kyoko, even though I played Misako, Kyoko is my favorite character in this game. She's so funny to me. Like she's a really funny character mm-hmm. and she really just she she's very lively. And I think she brings a lot to the game. Like she's without her, I don't think the game would be nearly as good without her lines, without her, the fact she like, she interrupts with certain things, her, the way she thinks her dialogue. Uh, she definitely, I think steals the show. Misako is really good in her own right. But I, I know just from an observer with like watching broken play Kyoko and she says things and she does things while she's fighting as an observer, I was like, that's a really funny chick. But like, how did you feel about her broken? I think that. So you know how in comedy there's the straight guy and the comedic relief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I feel really, like that's they what are it that. was. They are that. I felt yeah, like Masako really was the straight edge character that grounds uh Kyoko. Kyoko is the zany character where Miyako's like, I'm just gonna Misako's just like, I'm gonna let the chain off for a little bit and just let her go hot go ham. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think was really good. Because like every now and then Misako would just kinda like bring the 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 like everything back together. Yeah. But like Kyoko's the one that brought it out to begin with, and I think I think that that their dynamic of that was really good, because I loved the fact that Kyoko's just wild. Like I, I kind of I I understand it because I I'm also wild too. Mm-hmm. So I I I kind of sympathize with that. And then Masako is just like, hey, back to the back to the game, bring it back to the center. And I'm like, you kind of do need a straight edge character like that. Yeah. So one thing I actually also really liked is that. They complement each other well because Kyoko is the airhead and Misako is the hothead. So like whenever Misako gets a little too over like with her temper, Kyoko will have to like calm her down and whatever. Uh, we'll get to a few scenes where that happens. And then whenever Kyoko gets distracted, like he's like, oh, yeah, we're looking for our boyfriend because she wanted to go shopping or whatever. Misako mm-hmm. has to like keep reminding us like, hey, we're here for this. So like they're, re- they're a really good tandem. I really enjoy them. But Kyoko, I thought, really stole the show of the game. Uh, let's get to Misako. So she's also one of the playable characters in the game. She's a senior student at Naketsu High School, which is the school where we start the game. Uh, she's Kyoko's friend and Kunio's girlfriend. She's she's a, got a hot-blooded personality and is the snarky one of the group. Uh, her impulse is usually fight now, ask questions later. Uh, she specializes in more traditional martial art techniques. She uses punches, kicks, knees, elbows, uh, alongside the Street Fighter-esque inspired special attacks like uh, the Dragon Uppercut. And uh, she has punch rekkas and even a power bomb, which resembles Zangief's SPD, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. I I will admit, watching Masako fight was kind of cool. Yeah, like she just has so many cool moves, and I was like, damn, this she looks like she's a, she's just going ham. 
very <laughs> fighting game style moves where I think Kyoko is more like freestyle, like she free range, she just does things. Uh, Misako is much more alongside, like if you've ever played a fighting game character, she, she fights yeah. like that. Yeah. She's the one that learned the discipline while the other one's the brawler. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, next we have Ricky. Ricky is, uh, he's one of the new game plus playable characters. After you beat the initial game, he gets unlocked. Ricky is a senior student and uh, he's the Bancho of Hanazono High School, same high school as Kyoko. Uh, he is Kunio's rival and best friend and Kyoko's boyfriend. We'll talk about that later. Ricky is much more calm than Kunio. And he has a stoic personality. He's also 19 years old as he was held back a year. So he's an older senior. Kunio is, again, one of the New Game Plus playable characters. Uh, he's a senior student and the guardian of Niketsu High School. He is Ricky's rival and best friend and Misako's boyfriend. Kunio, like his girlfriend, is known for having a hot-headed hot personality. Uh, however, he has a good heart. And despite being labeled as a delinquent, he does fight for justice. So like Ricky, he's also 19 years old. Anything to add, Pringle, since you've played the initial, the original if game? These, if this is Alex and Ryan, <laughs> 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 yo, I'm going to be real with you, man. That The OG River City was so fun because like, like you're grinding, but it's like, it's so simple and bare bones. So all you do is a punch and a kick, right? And there's like, no real special moves outside of that and like mm -hmm. using those two characters was just it was just funny they don't really have much dialogue throughout the whole game everybody doesn't like them that's that's what's funny and like there was, was like something cool is that you could get this item called the dragon i think it's called the dragon hand and the dragon feet or something like that there's another name for the feet and it made the punches come out like like this motherfucker had the you know in one punch man the like the sound the oh the one where he punches multiple times yeah. at once. Consecutive normal punches. And then you can get the consecutive normal kicks as an, as an item. Bro, it, like I know how like in River City Girls, it has all of these like, oh, you get these moveless and all that stuff. But literally just had a punch that came out three times as fast. <laughs> and it hyped me up more than I thought I, I never could. <laughs> That's funny. And, and playing them like throughout the game is just kind of funny because like it, they look the same, you know, they didn't really have much going on for them in terms of pixel art. So they just made the characters look the same. So sometimes, and you know, what's funny is like an old river city ransom. They have, um, friend, friendly fire is not on. So you can hit each other. So I'd have that consecutive normal punches and then my friend would hit me with it and I'd die from it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't really have much for those guys, man. There's, there's really not much for saying with them because there's just not very much conversation that they do outside of like, I don't know. I don't even know, man, because the translation could have changed how they are and stuff True. like that. So yeah. it's very hard to say. But if these dudes were out there trying to get their chick, man, I mean, they really work hard for it. I think there's like a, another River City, maybe River City 2, where towards the end they fight each other, like the main characters fight each mm. other. I don't know if it's those two, but towards the end there's like an optional fight, I think, where they, they fight are rivals, each other. so maybe, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I will say this. I think it's interesting uh who goes to who. Like Ricky is very like stoic, he's very calm, cool, he, collected. He, he's with the airhead. He's with yeah, he's with the airhead. Meanwhile, oh, yeah, like yeah. the aloof airhead character is with like the super serious one. Well no, that's you, what they you got you got hothead with hothead and airhead with the calm guy. Cause that's what, in the end though, that's what they kind of like. That's what they see in each other mm -hmm. as friends. Yeah. 
that's what they like in their men. They're what, <laughs> that's the true. They see in their friends. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah it's that's, like flip flop to the flip flop. Yeah. So yeah, so those are the characters. We'll talk more about more of them once we get to their section in the game, and we'll we'll talk about. Basically, we're gonna go through the synopsis of the game, and you know, whenever we want to stop at a point, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. But how about we take a short break, get a little water, and then yeah, we'll really we'll just break down River City Girls. We'll be right back. It's crazy how much harder older games were, and without telling you, like. They don't. They're like, fu- yeah. like they're like figure it out. Legacy of Goku on Game Boy. Of course, have you, I remember, yeah, have you played the first yeah, one? Man. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah, man, that game is bad. Dude, you can't beat Vegeta without grinding grinding wolves like for yeah, man. Days, what seems like, and I was like, dude, this sucks. Like you can't beat this guy. It's so you, hard. You, dude, that game was bad. The second one was a giant leap. Like this motherfucker was, so- was like going freaking light years ahead man the second one was the really good one. it was really good yeah first one was god terrible oh terrible. my god dude like jesus christ it's funny when you die you see him going to snake road whenever you die in the <laughs> okay. game we are back i'm gonna be talking a lot about basically the whole game so i wrote down playthrough discussion so I'll just go through the game, and if you guys feel any point where you want to interrupt, or if, you know, if I start talking about something, um, please do so, because we're just going to be going through the game how it was presented to us. Try not to spend too much on every single section, but um, yeah, so this is the spoiler cast version, or basically the part of the review discussion that we're talking about. We are going to spoil this game, so if you have not played River City Girls, you might either want to pause, go play it, and then come back to this, or if you don't care about being spoiled, then I have warned you. And here In we advance. go. Yeah. Okay. So the game begins with Misako sitting in detention. And this is, the, again, this is the manga cutscene. So this is how the game begins. Uh, with Kyoko there, hanging out with her. And despite pointing out that she doesn't even go to that school, but yet she's in detention. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So... As Misako laments how she's going to die of boredom, Kyoko gets a random text that shows that their boyfriends are getting into a vehicle with someone standing behind them. Kyoko immediately calls out to Misako that their boyfriends have been kidnapped and they have to bust out of detention to go save Ricky and Kunio, and thus, that's when the game beat-em-up section begins. There's two things that I kind of want to point out here. One was the fact that we already get to know uh, the Kyoko Misako relationship is the fact that like they're like they're already like you, you're like first of all what is Kyoko doing there you can see she's wearing a different uniform like she doesn't even belong in that school but she's hanging out mm. in detention and two was there are theories and we can revisit them later there are theories about um, the game being a just a dream like because you, we see in that cutscene that Misako is snoozing almost so that's one of the fan theories that I saw that we can address that later at the end of the game. Mm. So we move on. So as Kyoko and Misako fight off the students of Niketsu High School by the order of the principal, which I thought was kind of funny, the fact that the principal goes on the intercom. He's like, don't let them leave. Like, you know, stop them at all costs. And then you just have the students of the school just start fighting. Like, they just they obey the orders of the principal over the intercom. And... They start fighting Kyoko and Misako. 
And the whole point is to manage to bust out of detention. And then they make their way to the school halls. And um, we already see their personalities while they're fighting. So it, the game starts right away. And as they interact with each other uh, through the halls and through the subtitles as well. <laughs> Broken's about to fall asleep on me. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just snoozing. Uh, snoozing. Keep going. Keep going. I, I'm sorry. I, just, <laughs> I need to actively move. Oh my lord. I'm, oh, I'm rocking man. myself to sleep. Yeah. I, as you're saying, <laughs> I gotta keep myself awake, but I'm falling asleep keeping myself awake. Oh man. <laughs> uh, there's a great line by Kyoko when is when Misako asks her who sent the picture of the kidnapping. And Kyoko responds with uh, "blocked collar." That's a weird name. And Misako responds, <laughs> "Misako responds, of course it's blocked." And Kyoko goes, "Oh, you know him? <laughs> like we already?" Yeah, I love that. yeah, yeah man. She, I really like Kyoko, man. I, I really like both of them, but Kyoko was just. I, I ended up using Kyoko, and then my girlfriend used Misako. Mm. But I really like Kyoko. Yeah, she, she's, she's just really dizzy. fun. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, yeah, she's just fun. Yeah, the personality is fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that that's conversation is happening while they're fighting. So as as they fight their way through the school, this is when we first meet Hasabe and Mommy. Uh, there are two Fuck girls. Bitches. <laughs> they're two girls. Oh, they're horrible, bro. I remember them. I actually do remember liking them. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're terrible. They're right. actually really well written bitches. They are. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're good antagonists for sure. So they will become Kyoko's and Misako's rivals throughout the game. Now, uh, Hasabe is a senior at Reiho Academy and is close to Kunio. She self-proclaims herself as his girlfriend. She usually wears this smug smile every time you see her with a condescending attitude towards the girls. Mami is also a senior, but at uh, Hanazono High School, uh, the same school as Kyoko, and she also self-proclaims to the girls that she is Ricky's girlfriend, and she's always belittling the girls with an attitude towards Kyoko especially. Now, one thing I found interesting is like, first of all, what are those girls doing there? It's not even our high school. This is Raketsu High School. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I don't know. So they're hanging out to in the hallway. Fair, to be fair, like none of the students should be in this school because this is not even their school. Yeah. Bruh. They're just hanging out. They're like, I didn't even, oh, hey, I there's didn't a even, school that we got to be at. I didn't even think of that at the time when I was playing since I didn't pay too much attention to the story. I just kind of like followed through with the beats, but. That is funny though. I didn't even know that they're not wearing. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> everybody from different schools and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. they're just hanging out in the halls of a different school. So, I, I, yeah. <laughs> funny, fun little tidbit there. Um, so the the girls, the the girls ask if they've seen Ricky and Cunio. However, Hasabe and Mommy are no help. So the girls continue to march downstairs, and this is when we arrive at the game's first boss battle against the monster maiden Misuzu. So Misuzu is the first boss. She's this big bruiser type girl. She's slow moving, which uh, makes a good first interaction, I think, for a boss is you don't want to throw too much at uh, the player once they first start the game, which I think is good. And as a boss fight, she's I, you think you can handle her pretty well. Uh, she is knocked down easily, but she wakes up with an invincible attack every time she she hits the floor. And um, she kind of like has this like spread out like like um, rubble attack or whatever. So that'll hit you if you're too close to her. She charges you with her shoulder attacks and she has a tracking uh, slam that is damaging and it'll break the pillars. So there are pillars around 
the area that you're fighting. It'll break the pillars in the room so you can't hide behind them for the shoulder attacks. Uh, but it leaves her vulnerable after landing. So very much like a Honda butt slam, except she has recovery frames after the, the butt slam. What, uh, what did you think about the first boss fight, Broken? I thought it was a nice introduction. It wasn't too hard. It like literally taught you the, like, these are what bosses will do. Because a lot of bosses, they have like a lot of active frames and invincible frames. Mm -hmm. And this boss was like, I have those but I'm not going to punish you for not knowing it, you know? I kept track, by the way, of how many times we died to each boss. Uh, we we beat her in one try. So I'll, if once we get to the bosses, I'll, I'll tell you how many times we died to the boss before we actually beat it. But her only took us one try, so I thought, yeah, she was a very good introductory boss. And um, yeah, I, I didn't mind her. She was, I mean, she was okay for a first fight. What did you think, Pringle? I really like, I think I may, I may probably have liked that boss the most. <laughs> See the first yeah just just because it's like a, it's pretty grounded of a match i may have we died maybe like a couple times because we weren't expecting it but yeah it's a pretty just grounded match i kind of like that type of groundedness it's not like like they can't jack you up but it's you know it's not that easy it's kind of easy but i kind of liked her a lot actually yeah i like the big bruiser type too it's cool when they do it as a woman too that's always kind of cool yeah. she's got a fun personality as well i like me suzu yeah 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 man uh, and so, I, I, I kind of like the fact that like the girls didn't even want to be want to fight Mizuzu, and like they give they give Mizuzu a hug at the end. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I think it was Kyoko. Worry, yeah, yeah, they're like, "Don't worry, Mizuzu, we're gonna we're gonna go and have fun." Here's a hug. And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cute." By the way, so there's a, if you read the subtitles on the black bar in the UI, the principal will say as Kyoko and Misako are getting through the halls, he says he's like, "Don't worry." They'll never get past the guardian, and like he, he calls Misuzu the guardian because you know she's this big bruising girl, mm -hmm. and she guards the doors to the entrance. So uh, I thought that was funny. So after you I just also love the shtick that she doesn't know how to. She's been in high school for so long, so she's uh, seven years, she's back like seven years, <laughs> yeah. and also right. she's such a dumb like like her her whole mentality is I'm so stupid because like she doesn't even know how to open doors. She just breaks her walls to get <laughs> yeah. into her room. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, I liked her a lot. Yeah, she's fun. So after defeating Miss Suzu, uh, she cries and she tells the girls to head to Crosstown since that's where uh, they were as far as uh, Ricky and Kunio after they, they ask her where, where are her boyfriend or their boyfriends. Um, so Miss Suzu says they were talking to somebody creepy in Crosstown. So as the girls make their way out of the school, they continue to fight randomly in the streets as everyone is just really hostile for no reason. Like, I thought that was, like, <laughs> something that wasn't even spoken in the game. It's like, why is it after you leave the school, people outside want to fight you? Like, why is that a thing? <laughs> right. Outside of being a beat-em-up, they never really addressed that. People were just, you were just aggravating the enemies. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, why is this a thing? But they left it on, they, they, didn't, they didn't say much about that. So, oh, well. Uh, but nobody bats an eye. The girls keep fighting in the streets, and they don't, they don't say anything. Uh, next, they meet Godai, who was one of the characters we talked about earlier. And he's a creepy-looking guy who claims to, uh, to keep tabs on everyone in the city. So he's also, from what I understand, he has a history with... I read a little bit about him. He has a history with the River City series. I think he's also one of like the secret bosses who's like the puppeteer of River City Girls. Uh, or, or rather, of, of previous games in the River, the Kunio Kun series. So 
Uh, he's not a major character in this game, but I think he has a larger role in previous games. I so, think what's interesting he about him is that his snarky attitude and voice complements how snarky and like disgusting he is. I think that's kind of why we don't like him as a character because he kind of is designed to be disgusting. He's weird. He's creepy. He's weird. And he's just, yeah, he's, he's not very, he's just kind of uncomfortable to be around. That's, that's his thing. Exactly. Like he's, his whole shtick is I'm that weeb that doesn't shower. That's super creepy and perverted. And you're just like, get the fuck away from me. Kind of character. He knows too much too. And he doesn't really explain it. Like, and he just pops out of nowhere. It's like, I don't know. He's just weird. (laughs) Yeah, he does. It's just, it's, yeah, he feels that like that certain niche of like the character that knows too much and you don't want to be near, but you're you are obligated to go because you have to know what they know. Yeah. And that's how we get our first piece of information. So he claims he keeps tabs on everyone in the city so he can help the girls find their boyfriends with the information if they get him a double Merv burger, which is really a, a conduit for us to just find out how to introduce us to items in the game, which is um Sort of what I think Pringle was talking about as far as like that's an issue because yeah, it takes you to go get the burger, but it doesn't tell you like to You should eat the burger. Or take a look at the stats and man, see what it does. You know? So I really get upset. Man, play like a whole game and not know about that. And it's like, why wouldn't you tell me that? Yeah. So that's you know, something that you I guess in hindsight you're like, oh, maybe that's what they were trying to do, but they didn't do it very well. So Godai wants a double Merv burger, which takes us to the store and it's just a fetch questing and we do this with godai multiple times in the game after getting godai's burger he tells the girls that the creepy guy seen around ricky and kunio is probably yamada a former reho high school student who now practices the dark arts and he can be found at the mall now yamada is also a character who has a i think a pretty big role in previous river city uh, games, the Kunio Kun franchise. I think he's somehow related. I, I think he's actually one of uh, Kunio's old friends, and I think he discusses it later, but I think he has a bigger part in the Kunio Kun series. So, again, the girls fight their way through the mall and they find that it's locked. And this is a character you talked about earlier, Broken. This is Hiroshi, and he's a schoolmate of Misako. She actually used to bully him and steal his lunch money, and but she didn't really know who he was because he was just standing outside of the mall until she recognized him. <laughs> Um, and he's waiting for the mall to open so he can read the new, the new issue of Cosmic Mega Babes. That's the whole reason why he's there. <laughs> I, I actually looked it. it up, and yeah, Cosmic Mega Babes is not an actual... Not a thing? Not a right. thing. I thought they would make a joke like, oh yeah, because a lot of video games, when they make stuff up like that, they'll like, in hindsight, as like a little Easter egg, will make like a little page that is dedicated to these stupid things, you know? Mm-hmm. They didn't even try. It's I... Like, I do want to say now I'm looking at a thing that like a game that explains because I was like, who the hell is Yamada? It was the character, and this was the character's name in the in the game, Slick. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it was there. And yeah, he supposed he was also happens to be the arch rival of Crosstown, High Tops Punk, and I believe you maybe you do fight that guy in the game. Like, let me see here. Because hmm. like a lot of the characters just have the same purple. Um, uh the uniform get up and stuff like that yeah like they just have purple things but you know it's it's pixel limitations yeah have to tell oh wait 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 yeah yeah yeah. okay okay so yeah yeah yeah. so slick 
in River City Ransom for the NES. He's the last guy you fight in River City High. And we smoked his ass so fast <laughs> because we had the 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 the, 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 the consecutive, consecutive normal, punches. normal punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now I remember him. That's interesting, though. Yeah, you do fight him at the end of the game. Mm. I've also noticed that a lot of the characters in River City Girls that you meet are from the other games. They're, but they're more they're more like nods in this game. Just like, hey, yeah. you play River City? Check out this character. Yeah. Like, they're only there for like three seconds. But hey, we brought them in. Like, Hiroshi was in River City, but it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have he's a just, big part in this game. He's just there for a little bit of information. So he's he's standing outside of the mall. He wants to read the new issue of Cosmic Mega Babes, but the mall is locked. So he lets the girls know that they need the key to enter the mall. Although Misako, I believe, was thinking about just like kicking in the door when he was like, "Oh, don't do that." And this is where we get another kind of quest, the retrieval quest. And Hiroshi says, "Hey, the mall cop." security guard he lives nearby he must have overslept and the keys at his house so this is the first time we get a jump quest uh sort of and uh, puzzle, a jump puzzle jump, jump puzzle, puzzle yeah so the girls fight their way over to the security guards uh pattinson that's his name so they go over to his house which is where we go through the first platforming real platforming section because all the the everything was on the ground up to that point i believe Mm-hmm. This is the first time we actually need to jump around. So we're jumping around the security guard's home, and we have to jump around the furniture to not wake him up. He's sleeping on the couch, and the key's oh. right there. Yeah, I didn't like that part. That you didn't much. like that part? Nah, it was kind of weird. Like, it was it, just out of... It was... Out of <laughs> the reason why it was weird is because this, this is a grown man, and we're in his house, and yeah. the floor is covered with squeaky toys. That's why we can't like wake him up by like walking yeah. on the ground. We have to jump around. Yeah, yeah. That part was thematically it's funny, but then the part was the actual doing that. Like mm-hmm. that's the part that kind of sucks because the up and down movement isn't that great oh, in that game. Yeah. So sometimes you do the jump and you kind of miss it by a little bit and it I didn't really like that part, actually. <laughs> yeah. So if you hit one of the squeaky toys, he wakes up and he's like, get out of my house. And then you have to redo yeah, it. Yeah. You have to redo the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Weird. Yeah. It sucks. Because like, there's a, the, the, the part that sucks the most is when you get to the halfway point and you got to jump all the way to the top. Because mm-hmm. again, there's no up walk. So it's like, pop up to the top and mm-hmm. you get to the top and then. It's not too difficult. It's just it's slightly no, annoying. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like oddly placed is what I'm looking for. I feel but that. it's funny. Thematically, it's funny, but mm. it's oddly placed. Yeah, I feel that. So after retrieving the key, the girls make their way over back to the mall where Hiroshi mentions that Yamada hangs out around the construction site nearby, which leads us to the rooftop and the game's second boss battle. battle. So this is Dark Arts Yamada. During the manga cutscene, which I talked about earlier, Yamada explains how he and Kunio were really good friends growing up. But after Yamada fell in love at first sight with the new transfer student, Hasabe, who we found, who we talked to earlier, uh, he went to tell Kunio the news, only to see Kunio and Hasabe together, thus turning him to the dark arts. And he tried to explain it more, but the girls cut him off. They're like, whatever, let's fight. Like, so <laughs> they're, they're on the rooftop, uh, broken the first time we fought Yamada. We died six times. Six times. 
And yeah, boy, oh boy. And uh, that this was, I think, to us, this was the most annoying boss that we fought in the game. The second boss. Um, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he kind of just sidelines your ass, and you're like, whoa, 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 what the <laughs> hell happened, man? We we didn't we weren't ready for this at all. This motherfucker has powers. He does. And he has dark first? powers. He has, he has dark hideo powers. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the worst part about the boss fight was that you he has an exploit where like if he kicks you off the stage, you do a lot of you lose a lot of damage, but you can't mm-hmm. kick him off the stage because if you kick him off the stage, he just teleports back. He teleports back. Yeah, oh, man. Right. Yeah, I did not like. I didn't like him much at all. No, you reminded me. He's the most we died to a boss in this game. So we died six times to Yamada. And um, so in order to get information from him, the girls, you know, they fight him on the rooftop. And so he's a projectile using teleporter. So he can mm-hmm. get he can get knocked off the building. However, he doesn't sustain any damage and he will just teleport behind a character, either Kyoko or Misako, depending on who he chooses. And then he'll shoot a projectile, which has a lot of active frames after every single knockdown so it's Dude. you have to really prepare for that um he also has other skills including both rotating projectiles which pick up speed uh in circles sometimes they have items in it so you can like run into it and you get some health and a tracking projectile that explodes after making a trace of whoever it is tracking so it'll pick somebody random and it'll explode after kind of like completing the circle on the rooftop mm-hmm. he's also able to use uh, to summon two walls together and he'll crush one of the targets in between them, uh, which is kind of annoying because he can't really avoid it. Uh, and yeah. o- overall, he's just really frustrating to deal with as the teleporting behind strategy along with the active frames of most of his attacks will blow you off the roof frequently, which really disrupt the fight. So he's he's a very annoying boss. Bro, he had way too much going on for him. Especially after the the jump from the first to the to the man, you was fighting Ryu. Now you fighting Akuma. That's right. <laughs> just did the, like, whoa, whoa, what happened, man? Yeah, he he definitely is a big jump, big jump from. All right. So after defeating Yamada, he tells the girls to try to go to Uptown, and the boys sometimes mm-hmm. hang out there after school. And while fighting their way through Uptown, the girls get the word that uh, Hibari, the fashion designer, might be able to help them locating Ricky and Kunio as they showed the picture to, ironically enough, Hasabe and Mami, they show up again. And they're like, hey, <laughs> they're like, hey, that guy. Freaking roaches. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they really are, roaches, honestly. dude. <laughs> they literally are. They, they pop up like. When you don't the most... want them the most, bro. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I believe it was Kyoko showed the picture to them and they said, hey, the guy who's standing behind them is wearing a jacket designed by Hibari. So they're like, hey, go find Hibari. So mm-hmm. Hibari doesn't just take anybody. They she She's by invite only, and you have to get in by having something expensive and something gold. So they now they're on a quest to find something gold. So they go to the one of the pawn shops, and it's owned by Skullmageddon. And Skullmageddon is just a tropey character. First of all, why is he a skull? I don't like he's a skeleton. And uh he's he's got the like the that like undertale uh like (laughs) 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 welcome to my pawn shop and that's how he interacts and he's he's just kind of a funny character he's he's goofy i don't know if he has any background in the kunio khan series but he's a little bit out out of place but he's kind of a funny character for how how zany the fan thing yeah yeah 
So they tried to barter for a golden cat statue in, in his pawn shop. However, Skullmageddon asked for $1 million. And instead, they buy a fake golden cat for $10, which sits right next to the actual gold cat. So they're like, <laughs> yeah. So they take the fake gold cat to the to Hibari. And uh, that this is takes us to the third boss battle, which is pretty pretty fast from the second boss battle. So this is the spider fashionista Hibari. Yeah, yeah, outfit is... <laughs> yeah, she's like, such hideous outfits. Outfits. <laughs> uh, so after meeting Hibari, you go to her, to her little store, her design shop. The girls aren't able to get information from her initially, and does uh, hot-headed Misako just insults her. So, which incites the boss battle. Mm -hmm. She is... Not a terrible boss battle, a little annoying, but not nearly as annoying as what we just experienced on the rooftop. So Hibari is a floating opponent uh, who shoots multiple projectiles from the air. And she while and the reason why she's a little annoying is because you can't completely focus on her the whole fight. She has minions on the ground, which will distract you. They die in two hits, but still, while she's either shooting multiple projectiles or that single needle that tracks a certain character the minions will serve as a distraction that you'll get hit by Hibari while trying to just deal with the minions. So that's the really one annoying part about this boss, in my opinion. The whole objective mm -hmm. of this fight is you have to make the target bounce back off the wall and hit Hibari. It'll mm -hmm. take her away from the sky. She'll be on the ground, and that's where you can get the some hits in to get some damage on Hibari. And you just have to repeat the cycle, but and then obviously avoid the minions while she's down there. She also shoots, she sets up uh, laser traps uh, and exploding descending items, which can be kind of frustrating to deal with, depending on if you don't time it correctly on where to avoid. Um, and she's always in the air. Now you can knock her, you can interrupt her attacks while she's in the air by wall bouncing, but it doesn't knock her down. It just interrupts the attack. So um, she takes a little bit of damage while she's in the air. But overall, I didn't, I didn't find she was a terrible boss. I just found that you really had to, like, think now. Broken, you and I died to Hibari four times. So okay. just... Uh, a not, lot less than I thought it was. Yeah, not as many as the rooftop, but four times, this is uh, the second most times we died to a boss. Any thoughts, Pringle? I didn't really like that boss either, man. <laughs> and so the reoccurring theme I feel like with the bosses is that they just threw crap on the wall and let they were like, "What if it sticks, it's good." And that's what I felt like with this one specifically too, because it's for one thing you can, I, uh, to my understanding, you only really are in a two D plane really this yeah. time. Like you're you really are only moving left and right, which so, is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. So it takes away some of the aspect of the oh you can move up and down and stuff like that and i think it was just kind of gimmicky like it felt really gimmicky for what when i played it because he's kind, she's just kind of annoying with certain things like you can't hit her all the time yeah so you have to wait till she comes down then you can hit her so i think that's like one of the reoccurring themes i feel like with a lot of the bosses in the game they were just kind of gimmicky it's like and maybe that's why i like the first one so much <laughs> <laughs> maybe straightforward yeah yeah, I like that. But I'm not like I'm not opposed to the gimmicky nature. It's just some of it is like it's not that great in like a beat 'em up type of game. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to deal with. I think I like Hibari more as a character because she's just she was funny to me. Like she just insults mm -hmm. you and she's like, 
you know, it's, it's yeah, mostly yeah, about yeah. fashion. As a character, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah, I more that. than like I like, I like her. the characters were good. Yeah, I yeah. Say yeah the I, are, I, I will say that River City Girls knocks it out of the park when it comes to characters because yeah. each character is their own character, and you feel like you can feel who they are. You mm-hmm. don't like mm-hmm. it's not just generic boss one, generic boss two. It's like you know they actually yeah. have a personality. Hey, I would say they definitely like as much as I'm not a fan of the gimmicks, they all are very different from one another. Like very different. And that's yeah. what they definitely reached with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's the third boss. So after dealing with her, uh, she mentions to the girl how people that are kidnapped usually end up in the downtown slums. And she mm-hmm. she opens a passage for the girls uh, to the slums. And the slums are where standard enemies get tougher in my opinion compared to what you've been fighting up to that point which is mostly just school kids you've been fighting just like these punks on, on in the school in the on the in a just random streets and then school kids uh here once you get to the slums the enemies change a little bit and you start seeing jaguar mask wrestlers and these arnold schwarzenegger bruisers and uh especially the the whip wielding women which have actual range now so oh yeah i remember those once you get in a condensed space with all those big bodies around i think i i found that it actually broken and i we died a couple times in the slums where we didn't die in the streets or in the school at all even though it scales with us i just felt that they were a little harder to deal with compared to the school kids they definitely were yeah. yeah so while fighting in the slums for a bit the girls meet godai again who pops out of a garbage dumpster and (laughs) He, Grinch, yeah. or Oscar, my bad. Huh? Right, Oscar. And yeah, he, this character is just a Godai is such a trash troll. Yeah, he's he's weird. He's just a weird character. Um, and what? Uh, why is he in the slums? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> this is a, a side quest. You, I don't think you believe. I don't believe you really have to do this, but you just do it for money. He tells them to destroy four fancy cars in the slums because. It's making those less fortunate feel bad about seeing fancy cars in their rundown streets. So this is what we do. Um, I do like the fact that the the final car you blow up, the people are, lift, are left in the car. They're, and they're just like, what the heck happened? Yeah, they, yeah. Should, they should have a deadpan look once you destroy the car. <laughs> they're yeah. like, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, you just do that for a little bit of money. Um and then after following the location of the fancy cars, the girls find themselves in the subway ter- terminal. However, it's blocked by a bunch of trash everywhere. So they find a crane operator who is a nameless and they ask him to remove the trash from the, from the subway terminal. However, he lost the keys in the zombie filled trash compactor. And so he needs them to retrieve the, the, the keys before he can remove the trash. This I remember was, doing that one. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing that. This was a uh, as zany as the game is. This was kind of an odd section because all of a sudden they decided to just infuse zombies in the game and not even explain it. So this is when I learned that the game has no rules. Like they'll do whatever they want within the story as long as it's funny. Like that's that's the nature of the game. As long as it's comedy, they don't mind anything about it. Which in itself is nice because it, it makes sure that you're not grounded. Mm-hmm. And if you're not grounded, that means you have room to like grow and to like explore more options. Anything is possible at this point. Now that there's trash zombies, 
so here's another weird tidbit zombies existed in the original so <laughs> really that's cool that's really yeah cool. so i think that's where they got that crap from what i don't know why they are in there but it does look like and look and trying to remember now there were zombies in the game that's but yeah <laughs> yeah so kyoko and misako they're looking for the keys for the crane operator they're looking for his keys in the zombie filled trash compactor now this is uh, both a locked area, so the zombies die in one heat hit, but the compactor is slowly um, reaching the middle, so it's closing in yeah. on them. And you have to kill all the zombies before it uh, basically crushes Kyoko and Misako in the middle of it. And they find keys, but then they go to the operator and he says, uh, "Those aren't my keys. Uh, actually, my keys." Yeah, I remember that. I was gonna say, I was like, man. <laughs> Yeah, so the keys were in his pocket the whole time, and uh, Kyoko gets really mad because she has uh, zombie brains in her hair. So she she gets oh, really yeah, pissed. Oh yeah, I remember that. I she... got zombie brains in my mouth. On purpose. Um, she calms down, but and he moves all the trash from the subway entrance. So he does a job, and but the whole zombie section was arbitrary. We didn't we'd have to do that. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, after he removes the trash. We get access to the subway entrance, uh, which leads us to the fourth battle, boss battle of the game. And this is against the renowned kidnapper, Abobo. By the way, yeah, by the way, what's funny is that Abobo actually, you see Abobo in the beginning of the game. You do. And one of the classrooms mm. is there's like a presentation on the screen, on the projector. And he's talking about, what are you talking about? Puberty. Like, puberty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Punching others into walls. Uh, something like that yeah he talks about i don't know what he's talking about but anyway i guess he kidnaps a lot of people <laughs> that that's his backstory he's a kidnapper um, right this is a trafficker <laughs> right bobo is out of all the bosses in the game he's my least favorite character like i didn't care too much for his character itself the boss fight we'll get into but i just i don't know i felt every other boss had something to it like i i like misuzu i like hibari um I mean, I guess Yamato was kind of whatever, but the dark arts thing was kind of funny. But Abobo, I was like, he's just kind of thrown in there as just a random character, you know? Yeah, he definitely, I don't even remember him. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, like, he's not very memorable. Forgettable, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to the boss fight. So Abobo tells the girls he doesn't know who kidnapped their boyfriend since he kidnaps a lot of people, so he lost track. Bruh. Uh, which ensues the fight. Bobo is a slow bruiser with both uh, ground attacks and jumping attacks. He is easily knocked down, kind of like Misuzu, however. He has a ground smash move in which makes the concrete blocks and slabs around the arena fly down into it. And then he picks up those same uh, slabs and then he throws them around, which are very damaging on a hit. So you don't want to get hit by the concrete slabs. Mm -hmm. you, you can actually, once they fall down into the arena, you can hit them or you can pick them up yourself and throw them but uh, you just don't want him to get a hand on him. Uh, he also has a gravitational pull move and uh, one of the, like his second stages, which leads to a powerful command grab uh, toss after he gets a hold of you. But he's, for the most part, a fairly straightforward boss. The only thing with him is that the arena is kind of constricted, so you just want to make sure you mind where you're moving to so you don't get hit by one of the projectiles. But uh, Broken, you and I beat him in the first try. We didn't die. So... <laughs> Pretty, pretty straightforward boss. Um, and yeah, 
Pringle, I, I, he didn't even remember this boss, but I, so I guess you don't have too much. Man, I ain't got nothing to say about <laughs> it yet, man. I think maybe we die like a couple times. I, I don't remember that dude at all, man. I think the first one is much better than his ass. Yeah. I, I hated this boss because it's just a lot of like bullshit chicanery where it's like, oh, the stage is against you because the guy is yeah. ripping the stage apart to like kill you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So he's just a bruiser with a bad attitude. <laughs> it's like we just fought that well ago. <laughs> yeah but it, a more fun one yeah yeah okay. he's forgettable for sure so i mean after you beat him he's actually supposed to be one of the bouncers at the noise concert that's how he makes money because kidnapping doesn't pay much so he tells the mm. girls to go check out the noise concert in ocean heights and that's maybe that's where the their boyfriends are so that's take us to ocean heights and as they make their way over there which i think is actually the cool part of the game because this is where you hear more noise sounds or noise soundtracks in the, in the game. Yeah. Um, especially on the beach and, and the closer you get to the yacht. I think it's a, it's a cool area of the game. Probably my favorite area of the game. So once they get to outside of the yacht in Ocean Heights, where the concert is supposed to be, they meet, they encounter um, Burnoff, who is uh, kind of a weird character, but also interesting in a way so he's the gate attendant outside the the yacht and he tells them that the only way to get to make it inside is with a vip pass so the girls make their way over to a fancy ocean hotel in search of a vip pass from one of the rich people that are probably residing there the girls have to prove to the concierge there at the hotel who holds the VIP pass that they are Noise's biggest fans by answering questions which about about <laughs> yeah, Noise, yeah. which are really simple, like what, what her dog's name are, like what's her favorite, whatever. Um, you learn those answers by going around the concert, around the hotel and the yacht, and just asking random fans and people like stuff about Noise. And uh, eventually you go back to the hotel and he... You explain you, to them what the dog is, what's her, their favorite vacation is and stuff like that it's kind of it's kind of lame but yeah yeah it's it's basically you're wasting time in the game instead of just getting mm -hmm. on the yacht i didn't like that <laughs> part but you know whatever the one thing that i thought was kind of weird is that uh <laughs> as broken was about to fall asleep standing <laughs> i'm fine keep going uh burnoff disappears in midair and nobody says anything like he literally vanishes into particles after he lets you onto the yacht which i was like what is that <laughs> <laughs> what the yeah, hell i man? remember that i was like what the they make a joke about that they're like wait what happened to burn off he's like they're like huh yeah. he just did that and then his and then mask on his head just falls onto the ground and they're like what that dude just disappeared in midair <laughs> like it was right. weird so I was in plain sight, the fact that he just dissipates into the wind. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but you make it onto the yacht, and the girls disrupt a noise uh, concert mid-performance and asking her to give their boyfriends back to them, in which uh, a fight of words happens before Kyoko calls noise by her real name, Nozomi, which is actually... Ah, that was funny. Yeah. That, that was funny, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, so Nozomi is uh, Kyoko's childhood friend from school. However, Nozomi felt betrayed after Kyoko got expelled for stealing basketball so stupid, hoops. stupid, man. It's so dumb, dude. I was like, stealing basketball hoops. So, yeah. Uh, Noise so grew Nozomi up with no friends. No friend. Yeah, Nozomi had no friends growing up because <laughs> Kyoko got expelled. <laughs> <It's> like, <okay. laughs> 
Now, um, I will say this. I think it's kind of odd how at the end of the fight, basically, they're like, they make up, and Kyoko's like, all right, I get it. You just want friends. All right, I'll be your friend. And it's just like, y'all are adults now. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It, I mean, that's the whole shtick of the game, right? It's just making just something out of nothing, really. I mean, that's really the whole point exactly. of the game. Um, so Noise. Noise is the fifth boss battle uh, that ensues, and she's basically just a, a rock star. So you fight her on stage. Uh, Broken, you and I did not die against Noise. We beat her in one try. Yep. Oh, I thought, impressive. I thought Noise was fun. Apparently, I'm the only one, because apparently I didn't mind noise. hated Noise. I, I didn't mind Noise, to be honest, but, but Pringle, you'll, you'll talk about her um, as far as, you know, she's a bit more frustrating, I will admit. Um, and I wrote, I just wrote down here, she's the reason why she's frustrating to fight is because she doesn't leave too much room for error. You fight her on a static stage. You're basically on stage, and then she throws a lot at you. But you can counter that by timing. And sometimes it's a little bit random, but I felt once we got the timing, with the Guitar Hero part, where she just she uses her guitar to throw chords at you while you're on stage, and you just have to jump around the Guitar Hero phase and not get hit by the notes. If you got past that, I felt that the other parts of fighting noise on stage physically wasn't too bad. But Pringle, you said this is your least favorite boss in the game, right? Freaking hated this character, man. That boss was a pain in the ass, dude. <laughs> it took us a while to beat it. it. Well, it's it's a big part of it is that part with the thing because, and I think it might've been when we were playing it on Steam, but we would have slowdowns. So I was having actual slowdowns in the um, part where it's like, oh, the you're supposed guitar to hero? And there, Yeah, the guitar part. But then there's also parts where it's like, there is no way you're supposed to avoid any of all of that. Yeah, yeah, there, there is, is no, way. no way. So the game literally just like... Forces you to take damage. Just BS. Yeah, man, mm -hmm. it's BS. And then like fighting with noise when she's on the floor is just kind of annoying because you have to run to her. And if you don't make it in time, she teleports to the other end or something like that. She dashes, just, yeah. Yeah, I just did not like. She was just. It just felt like poorly designed. Honestly, the the fact that you like, it, like I will say this: anytime there is a situation in any boss battle where you cannot avoid that, I don't agree with that design. I feel like you should be able to duck everything. And I, I don't know. I know speedrunners may have figured it out because they always do, right? But from the general audience, when I was playing it, dude, I felt like I could not duck that guitar hero part mm -hmm. and i would do the tapping like the light tap to make the character not jump as high i would try all kinds of stuff but it was just like it just felt like it was punishing punishing just to be there and i didn't like yeah. that i see i felt that because of the fact that you at least broken and i we didn't take a lot of damage while actually fighting noise while she comes down on stage mm. most of the damage that we sustained was through the guitar hero part so it seemed like that was the only time yeah, where the boss I'm can saying. really hurt you that's because, like, the part where she's on the ground, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I know that kind of pattern. I've seen that type of stuff in video games before. But that Guitar Hero stuff was like, I did not like that. that, that they just, like, shoehorned something in thinking it would be fun. Like, mm. that was not fun at all right there. I hated that part. Yeah. That part soured the whole game for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, what is this game, man? So you told us about Noise before we fought her. So we were, like, prepping, like, Broken and I yeah, when we, we got there. Yeah, we were, there. like, excited. Yeah, yeah. But then we, when we beat her, we're like, oh, 
I mean, that wasn't too that bad. Was easy. I don't know. Maybe we got lucky with just the way we I mean, we were jumping through the Guitar Hero part, but like we didn't feel that's that it was where too we bad. died, man. Yeah. Like honestly, that's where it really was like the killer of it. If you don't get it right that time, you're just gonna get smoked, really. Yeah. So we talked about the Guitar Hero part. Let's talk a little bit more about her moves actually on the ground. And this is why I think also she's a little frustrating. So she has a Flying V Guitar, which she'll use as a weapon and a projectile. So she can throw it at you. It spins and then she follows it. And while you're chasing her around the stage because she's basically zigzagging all over the place, mm -hmm. what's really bothersome again is the minions, which they're just crazed fans that run onto the stage. And... They're really annoying to deal with because as you're trying to fight Noise herself, the minions just keep getting in your way, kind of like the Hibari oh battle. Oh my god, yeah, that was so. But annoying also, too, you yeah. have to deal with uh, you have to deal deal with Noise's bandmates too. Yeah, because Noise's bandmates will help Noise out. Yeah, so you you basically have to avoid physical music like on the stage, mm -hmm. which is kind of annoying. The final Guitar Hero part, and this is what you alluded to, Pringle. The final Guitar Hero part, which is basically avoidance Dude, and jumping. Where it's like crackhead speed, right? Well, you mm -hmm. you literally Dude. can't avoid. You're going to get hit. Yo, like, you can't avoid. We got clapped. Yeah. <laughs> right towards the end. Every time, yo, it, we could clap right there towards the end, man. I yeah. hated that so much, dude. Yeah. So it is it is cheap. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think she's well designed. But I think if you've got like a good co-op thing going, one of you should survive to kind of give her the final hit. And that's. I, that's what happened. I would say I would say it's much harder because I'm a I'm seasoned with these games, but my girlfriend she's just like a super like a casual, so it's like it's much harder for us to you know. Oh, do I see. Yeah, I see. There's a huge power imbalance. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like it's like and that just more that because you're not the, the game doesn't prep you for something like that, and the game doesn't have the movement options to allow that type of feeling to uh, to be Puzzle. played with. So it really is like a gimmick in that sense. Like that one's like a super gimmick. Cause I was like, what? Like there is no, what, what, we didn't prep up no guitar hero. Where the hell did this <laughs> right. come from, fam? Like this was so out of the ether. So I really didn't like that. I felt like they could have done something more cleaner with the music thing, but yeah, that's what they wanted to go for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Um, okay. So after defeating noise, she tells the girls that if the boys really got kidnapped, they should be looking around Senwakai Tower, home of Sabu's criminal empire. Which takes you to Uptown. Yeah, takes you to Uptown. Now, on the way to the tower, the girls again meet Hasabe and Mommy, which are just hanging out outside the tower randomly. Of course, freaking roaches. <laughs> uh, this time with the two being much more antagonistic to the girls, uh, telling the girls that... They are delusional about being Ricky and Kunio's girlfriends. And this is important later. Um, and then Hasabe and Mami are actually the true girlfriends. Mm -hmm. So this gets the girls angry at uh, Hasabe and Mami, but they forget it. They're like, whatever, let's continue. And they climb up the tower. And the tower actually has like a lot of Yakuza. And again, like the women with the whips and like the, the enemies are actually much harder to deal with. They need to get to the penthouse. The penthouse is where uh, Sabu is. But there's a Yakuza guard who stops them at the door, telling them that the door is near impenetrable. And he's just kind of joking, and he would say it would take at least four explosive to get the door to open. Now, at, throughout the tower, there are four explosives that the girls actually pass through. So 
We have to go collect again, go down the tower, collect the four explosives, come back and plant them around the door. And the, after you get the explosive charges, you plant them, they blow up the door and the Yakuza guard with it. And uh -huh. we finally get to the uh, penultimate boss here, which is Sabuko. She is the daughter of the, I guess, head Yakuza, head criminal boss of Sabu. Yep, of Sabu. And she is the sixth and penultimate boss, if you don't, I guess, sixth and final boss, if you don't do the extra battle, but she is the, uh, the sixth boss. And the girls have a quick chat with Sabuku, right? They're expecting Sabu, but this is his daughter. And she mm -hmm. tells the girls, first of all, she's there because, I guess, Sabu's in jail, so she's taking over the Empire for now. Um, and they ask her, where are the boyfriends? And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you just beat up all of my Yakuza and you climbed up my tower and I don't even know what you're talking about. So they don't talk for long and then she tells them they're going to pay for storming the tower and that's where the boss fights. Yep. So... Sabuko, she's a sword-wielding, elemental, multi-phase boss. Definitely, like, the most intricate boss we've had up to most phases, right? So, she has a hit-interrupt counter after taking damage. So, that means you can't, like, force trying just to gang up on her. Because she yeah, will exactly. carry you and then knock you down every single time. She uses duplication reflection technique, which basically she copies herself throughout the map, I believe, nine times. And you have to guess which one is the real Sabaku before the clones attack with a power slash, with a sword slash, rather. So there's like a sign. I forget what the the, the sign. Oh yeah, the sign is that like she's the only serious one, while the others are like kind of like they're translucent almost, like they're silhouettes. Uh, and yeah, you have and to find out which one. You. Yeah, you have to find out which one. Um, and she she spawns randomly, so sometimes she's in the corner, sometimes she's in the middle. So you have to hit her before you get slashed. Yeah. Her penultimate form, she combines her teleportation and then she has a slow moving water projectile, which happens during the dolphin stage. And then oh, I hated that move. Yeah. And then the reflection technique, as well as the wall jump and sword attack all at once. So she combines all of those in the stage before the final stage, which you would think that that's the final stage because that's her final life bar. But mm -hmm. she actually gets an extra life bar after you deal with that stage the and reason why the dragon form yeah the dragon form dude that oh, one's man. so goddamn stupid it's difficult to deal with especially with such a cramped space with something that's what i noticed with the last three bosses so a bobo even dude, he, he bar to well yeah cramped spaces they yeah they're really annoying to deal with so this so after you get through the the three initial life bars sabuku she awakens the forest life her most powerful stage, so this is the dragon stage that Broken you talked about. Um, she sends out flame cyclones. She still has the water attack. She still has the wall jumps, the sword slash, the duplication. She has everything at her disposal. And in addition, all of her attacks are also powered up. So she's even stronger now um, than, than the previous stage. But if you get around all that, you finally beat her. And then we get into a little dialogue, which basically is the end of the game. But... Um, yeah, I actually enjoyed this boss as I mean, I didn't care too much for her as a character, but I thought the boss fight itself was kind of fun and, you know, not super frustrating, just kind of hard. And I was like, I kind of appreciate it more than other bosses uh, broken. We died twice. 
this boss. Oh, okay. I could have swore we died more than that. <laughs> Brogan was like, man, I have flashbacks, and I died like 200 times at least, man. I thought we died so many times trying to kill her. I was like, what about, oh. are you counting it like you both died completely? And both, you died. Both, over, died completely. Or... both died. Completely. So both then, died yeah, that's like... what you're probably confusing, Brogan, because like, I died I was like, like I must have died like 15 <laughs> times in this fight, dude. I was like, this, this bitch is hard. Like you'd you'd be like okay I perfect parried the uh, I perfect parried the uh, the the dolphin stage and then all of a sudden she's on the rabbit stage and I'm like I found the perfect clone and all of a sudden she just oh, fucking man. lies in on you. you're like where did you come from mm -hmm. I guess we didn't really mention that that if in a co-op playthrough if one character dies you'll see their little ghost like float up in the sky and then you have to stomp on the other person's body in order to bring the ghost back. <laughs> yeah. So I like, like that. that. I love that. The idea of like, you're beat, literally beating the spirit, like you're stomping back the spirit into your back body. into their body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So one person can die without too many ramifications and then the other person can revive them. So that, that was cool. So yeah, we did that a lot, I guess. Uh, yeah. We didn't talk about it, but sometimes, uh, Certain moves, like if you run up to a body and you're trying to stomp, but you're holding a command, you'll get an actual move, which is annoying. Command, so yeah. broken, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know how many times I could tell you that like broken would dab on my dead body every time he tried to revive <laughs> me. I'd be like, he just hit a dab every time. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's right, I'm still alive. Yeah, so it's that's, annoying. You have to like hit neutral and then stomp. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would happen to me pretty often. They didn't really make a an easy way around that man yeah it probably should have been a dedicated button to be honest but oh. yeah or like a, a dedicated a specific combination button buttons. combination yeah exactly yeah. you know like and what's funny in the old river city uh ransom is the way you jump is you have you have to press a button and then press another one so you hold it's like two buttons at the same time to jump mm. but one thing and you saw you took a picture of it in the in the like the first pictures and you put it in the notes that that little character comes by and he's like, this is how you do this. I think that's Kunio-kun or one of the uh, ones from the NES one. And what's funny is that you, in the old River City Ransom, you literally just jump into the wall and then you just bounce right back off. Oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> actually really annoying. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I'll have to play that game eventually. It's fun with a friend. Like, it, it's yeah. silly fun. It's like, don't expect much. It's a really old game, but... It's cool. It, it's just really fun because, like, there was parts where, like, so for instance, the enemies can pick the character up, right? Dude, there was a time where we were, me and my friend Blink, and I got picked up. The bosses can pick you up, and they will do that very often oh, later on because they get super fast. So the motherfuckers pick you up and then they throw you and they pick you up and they throw you and they pick you up. And it's like a bro. <laughs> you really don't get to play. That's fun. Yeah, they ragdoll your ass. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's pretty fun, though. I will say the ending of this game is very satisfying in a way. It's like, yeah, we kick. Uh, yeah. You can well, go ahead and explain so, what happened. Yeah, so let, I guess let's get to it. So this is the final scene of the game. So after you defeat Sabuku, the girls uh, kick her through the penthouse window, uh, but also they launch themselves out with her by accident. Oh. So they basically just crash land into a bathhouse, and the girls find out that Ricky and Kunio were at the spa on a relaxing, a relaxation trip the whole time. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. man. They got they, tired from what they had to deal with in the first game. <laughs> so they were not kidnapped at all. They were just at a bathhouse chilling. And that's how that's you fun. find out where they were. Now, this, this ending was a little strange. This is technically the true ending. And we'll get, mm -hmm. we'll get to the other ending in a bit. But 
After the girls crash land into the bathhouse, they see Ricky and Cunio there. The girls proclaim, you know, that they were looking all over for them because they thought that they were kidnapped. In which the boys respond with, these girls are crazy. Like, like I believe it was Ricky who was like, oh man, these girls again? And mm-hmm. they, they're they even unsure of their names. Like, he, they don't even know, like, the girls' Bruh, names. You for real? I thought they're, so they're not really going out with them in there? So, yeah. So, no, they're literally just like, who are these girls? Yeah. Bruh. Like they're kind of That's familiar hilarious. with them, but like they don't really know them. So as, mm-hmm. as Kunio and Ricky are talking about leaving, they mention maybe meeting up with Hasabe and mommy in which the girls get angry over. And then they punch them into the sky, like team rocket style. Like they just fly into the sky and yeah. that's how the game ends. So the whole time you have these two crazy girls thinking that they're boyfriends with these two guys and they don't even know each other. And Bruh, I mentioned this. At that's the, funny as hell. At the beginning of the, of the game, uh, I met you, you kind of get a hint of this. So two things, one, Kyoko and Misako are from an offshoot of the Kunio Kun series, right? They were like in mm-hmm. one game that wasn't even translated in the West. So they're very like side characters. They're not very important in the series from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Two is the fact that Hasabe and Mami were the main girlfriends the whole time in the old franchise. So I don't know why they're evil in this game, but like, I guess they're the true, like, yeah, the, the true love. So, and they kind of, the game kind of hints very, like, they don't, they don't like ham fist it to you, but they kind of give you like little hints, like in the second boss fight, uh, Misako and Kyoko are like, that's not how you find love. Love is not like, that's true. You, you see somebody and they don't see you. Mm. And then it, like, Hasebi and Mami are like, what do you mean? We see Kunio and Ricky like every day. Yeah, that's true. So, you do get hints throughout the game. So that I just thought that the ending was like, man, like the whole point. The other part that I mentioned earlier, one you was the, playing the villains, right? <laughs> just these two crazy girls. Uh, the other part that the the fan theory, right? So people were saying because of this ending, people were thinking, I was like, oh, maybe they're still in detention and Misako is just dreaming this whole thing. Like maybe this is just a dream right. sequence, um, but th- that wasn't you know proven or anything. So. We haven't played the second game, so we don't really know. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. That's true. Um, and now we get to the secret ending. So, Broken, you were really adamant that you really wanted to fight Asabe and Mommy. You were like, we're not letting them off the hook. So Yeah, this the moment like, I <laughs> met these, these girls, <laughs> the moment we met these girls, I was like, these bitches are going down. You basic. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, the moment they were talking to us, I was like, I'm beating the shit out of you girls. So in order to fight um, Hasabe and Mami, you have to equip two different earrings on, and then you have to, uh, well, in order to get the earrings, you have to uh, smash all the 25 stone statues that are around the game. And mm, Those were that what those for. I didn't yeah. know. So after you smash all the statues, you get the earrings, you put the earrings on, and you head to Sabuku's tower. And instead of Sabuku being there, it's Hasabe and Mommy in the tower, and that's where you get the secret boss battle. Mm-hmm. So that's the the secret and seventh boss battle into a new ending, which is basically just a final showdown between Hasabe and Mommy and Misako and Kyoko. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed fighting Hasabe and Mommy because they're 
they they share the same moves as Misako and um and Kyoko. So Mami is Kyoko and uh Hasabe is Misako. So you get yeah. to see your own moves fight against you. So like I got hit a lot by Hasabe using the the Rekka punches that the uh, Misako uses. Um what's her name? Mami has the Kyoko twirl, like she does the little twirl thing. Uh so yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. It was kind of like a mirror battle. And they fight both independently and together. So you can fight. So basically, a Broken would distract Mommy and I would distract Hasabe. We fight them until a life bar gets to. And then they meet in the middle. And then they do this little rotating dance thing where they kind of follow you around. They get dizzy and then you can fight them again. Basically, that loops over and over again. It's a pretty fun battle. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the battle. It wasn't very hard. I love that, that. Their fight was actually one of the funnest ones for me. Yeah. But do you notice that, though? That's the thing. Those were the fun fights, the more grounded ones. That's oh, true. That's how that is, man. Yeah. All those weird gimmicky ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true. man. I will say I did not enjoy the final. Well, not the final phase. The the second to final phase, which is mm-hmm. where they, they uh, where what was it? Uh, Hasabi gets on top of Mommy, and Mommy's like, like turns into a ball. Yeah. And then yeah, Hasabi throws yeah, and so what happens is that in that part of the fight, so Hospi's a uh, Hospi's like twirling mommy around, and while she's doing that, she's throwing kisses at you. Yeah, and you gotta there's like a shit ton of hearts all around the stage, so like you're gonna get hit by one of these hearts. Hmm. So uh, that was the only thing I didn't like about that fight. I did I did think that the final phase was interesting. If you want to talk about it, what happens is that once you beat all three life bars of Hasabi and Mommy, like Sabuko, a secret fourth life bar happens where basically Mommy's like you literally beat Mommy's spirit out of her body. Right. And Hasabi like <laughs> cries and gets like super Hulk style. Like right. she, she goes she literally You know what she does? She goes Super Saiyan the same way that Trunks goes Super Saiyan when Gohan dies. <laughs> I swear to yes, God. She literally, I'm a she literally dude gets super, It almost she felt like a reference. Super ang- yeah, she gets super Probably angry. Was, man. It always is. Yeah, she gets super angry and like turn and like is on fire. Let me see if I can find this thing right yeah. quick. She yells yeah, out, she, she yells out mommy, and fire. then she turns into like a super saiyan. It's actually kind of sick. <laughs> it is kind of sick. And so what happens is that in order to defeat her like the final stage you have to beat up the ghost of mommy hmm. while while like hasabi is just like chasing you down and it's yeah. like it's unstoppable to kill she doesn't take a lot of damage and in order for her to take damage you basically just have to continuously poke at the ghost and the ghost will fight will uh, drop projectiles on you and you so what our strategy when we fought her by the way we only died twice to the secret boss mm-hmm. um our strategy was one person chase around mommy's ghost and knock her around the room, and the other person try to put Hasabe in hit stun and just continue attacking her so she doesn't move much. And that that worked out until we finally knocked uh, mommy's ghost around the room, and then we managed to beat think... beat Hasabe. Yeah, man, that was def- was... that's definitely Super Saiyan two Gohan right yeah. there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the problem was is that like we didn't know what was going on because we were like, oh. So we just beat up Hasabe now because she's like the only person alive. Right. Meanwhile, she's not taking any damage. And I think what happened was I accidentally hit mommy and I noticed the health bar go down. I was like, oh, 
So the strategy is to actually beat up mommy and ha- and just like keep Hasebe at bay. Yep. Mm. That's why I feel like that fight would be impossible to play by yourself. I think this was like a very duo centered fight because yeah. again, they're designed to be mirrors of both characters. So you, it feels like this is a mirror fight that needs both characters on there. So that's why I feel like yeah. I wonder. I wonder. You probably can't do it by yourself. I don't know. We. I guess. I just saw somebody beating it by themselves. Oh, really? Okay. Of course. Yeah. There's always somebody that. Has There's to always somebody. Before. Yeah. That's funny. Probably wasn't as fun though. I assume. No, I don't think so. Like that, but. No, and yeah, we're, I mean, we're getting near the end here, and we'll talk about why that's probably not as fun. But the, so the game ends the same way. So after you beat the secret boss, the. The game ends with uh, Kyoko and, and Misako kicking Hasebe and Mami through the penthouse window. And then, right. again, they fall again down to the bathhouse, and you get that same cutscene, but now with different dialogue. So this ending is where the boys actually know who Kyoko and Misako are, and they're like, why did they think we were kidnapped? We're like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. You guys want to go get a Merv burger? And then that's how the game ends. Like, they just go... <laughs> get a Merv burger and that's the the secret ending of the game but i just thought that the secret ending what we thought was going to be the true ending was the secret mm-hmm. ending but the true ending is actually the ending that we got earlier so i don't know what to believe anymore but what hasabe said at the end of that boss battle is she said why would they even know you you guys were in one game that wasn't even translated in the west so they broke the fourth wall <laughs> yeah they literally <laughs> broke the fourth wall and like yeah. Y'all are just spin-off bitches. <laughs> right. Bruh. So that's the game. That's River Sea Girls, front to back. And um It's time to give our verdicts. Yeah, I wrote some pros pros and cons here real quick, and then we can get to our final scores. So here are some pros, and obviously if you guys have any, please interject. Um these are these are some of my pros. So the gameplay I thought was pretty satisfying. Um, the getting new moves from the dojo after getting a good lump sum of money after defeating a boss or, or doing a Godai mission or something, um, that was the reward loop itself. Like, that was the whole point. I know the leveling sub- up system is arbitrary, but, like, really, it's the money that you want to unlock more moves to do more cool shit. Yep. The best part of the game is the crazy assist combos in co-op playthrough. Like, that's the that's my most enjoyable that's part of the game. That's the bread and butter. That is literally the bread and butter. So, so- I'll like I'll do a uh, I'll do like a like a volleyball like serve mm-hmm. and then you come in and you just like spike them down and then like or my favorite part was I'll beat them up in a grab and then on my last move I'll throw them and then <laughs> when I throw them at you you kind of come in with like a spinning kick and like bring them down or or you like you'll do, do hop like a knee. punch yeah you'll do a hop knee on them yeah. and yeah, then like other modes other moves like you know how you do that move where like you spin and then you like punch like this mm-hmm. you punch them to me and then i would set it up for another combo i was like these are some cool things where it's like the game offers you a lot of cool freedoms where if you if you think you can do it you can do it basically yeah. and when it happens yeah. organically too especially like because you you can grab enemies hit them and then throw them backwards and sometimes like i'll throw them backwards and then broken will be fighting somebody else but his end of the mm. combo will like uh, combine with me throwing the enemy towards them. Is that there are a lot of really cool points in that where like they just happen organically within the combat. And that was, I thought that was the most fun part of the game while we're actually doing the beat em up portion of it. 
Mm. I really like the dialogue in the game. Uh, the, the game was, I mean, it's extremely quirky. It's zany. The characters are, uh, I thought, were well-written, especially the main characters because we get to know them a lot. Again, I thought Kyoko was probably the best character in the game. And I just thought that the lines were really well-delivered for most characters. There are a few that are like, uh, you know, I could do without. But, uh, again, Kyoko and Misako were, were really fun. So, um, they're the stars of the show. Yeah, and because they we spend really the most are, time man. with them, that's the whole point of the game, right? Like they're, they're fun to be around. I also think that another thing that is well done is that the game knows it's a game. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So it doesn't take that's itself true. seriously. And that's what I think is the best part about it, is it, it just knows it's, it's here to have fun and to entertain you. There's a lot... Like, it breaks the fourth wall constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, just just enjoy yourself. Pretty much. Like it doesn't take itself seriously and it doesn't expect you to take itself it seriously. And so therefore you're gonna just you know, hey, this is gonna be a fun romp. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. That game is good at that, yeah. Uh here are some of my negatives, or I guess my cons. The pacing could be better. Broken, mm. you uh, I think you alluded to this, is that like the the there are points in the game, like, you know, it locks you into arena fights where, like, why? Like, area battles, I was like, it makes no sense. So I thought the pacing could be better. I thought Godai got in the way sometimes. I was like, get the hell out of here. I don't want to deal with you right now. So, mm. um, And what's weird is that, like, Godai doesn't interrupt you a lot until the end of the game. And then, like, Godai's got, like, three missions back to back. And you're like, yeah. you could have put like some of these missions in other locations yeah they like, really backloaded it all... it's like just spread it out boy they wanted you to play you know, they wanted you to be gold eyes man <laughs> yeah. yeah they literally they're literally like oh hey here's a, here's the sanwa tower there's three side quests in the sanwa tower and you're mm-hmm. like you don't get to that tower until the end of the game why are all three like right here yeah so that makes sense yeah I mean, I know the game's a beat 'em up, but it just there were moments that it, just felt unnecessary. They try to treat it; it's a beat 'em up, but it definitely tries to treat itself like an RPG, man, yeah. in certain aspects. And so when it does that, it's like, oh, you got to go the whole way, man. Right. You half-assing me, it's messing me over over here. Oh yeah. Um, the bugs. So broken. You and I noticed a couple of bugs in the game one was for example when one person would leave an area map sometimes the other person who was lagging behind couldn't hit the door Door. icon thing so you Uh. have you have to wait for the 10 second runoff because the thing was bugged out so you basically just have to wait so you have to avoid enemies because they're still around so you have to like not get hit and shit yeah that was a little annoying i think i know what you're talking about yeah um the other thing that actually really broke the game for us, and I think we broke oh, the game. Oh, yeah. We broke the game because of this. Oh, my God. I hated it. So we try to fight Mommy and Hasabe. And after we, because in order to get to the map, you have to take the, put the earrings on. But yes. We wanted the power up. So we put other items on and we after took the we earrings got off. After we the boss fight. Yeah. And then we beat oh, the first stage. Really? And then mm-hmm. Mommy's ghost uh, got, came out of her body. And she just stayed looped. there. She just and looped so, around. Oh no! And it froze the and game. So Hasabi is just angry, just like, Mommy! yeah. And then she's just screaming, and you're just like, <laughs> it's like okay. if King Gohan never got to hit Super Saiyan two, <laughs> right. man, it just stops right there. <laughs> That's really what happened. We're like, what? What happened? And then we realized, oh, we probably need to fight them. I mean, they're With balanced the in a way. 
they're balanced in a way where you don't need your power-ups. No, we didn't know that the first time around. We were like, oh, we were just trying to put, put our buffs back on. But uh, yeah, so that breaks the game. I don't know if it still does if they patched it, but yeah, that's still, that was annoying because um, we had to do it all over again. Um, Which, then, when we did it the third time, it was like for the recording for the podcast, it was right. like, okay, we just did it in like one go. Yep. That, yeah, it was easy once we, after we did it. Uh, the last con I have here is, again, I mentioned it earlier, but, uh, you know, horizontal tra traversing feels great. However, the vertical traversing is just suboptimal. It's just not, it's not well, well done or executed. So outside of jumping, um, the, the problem with jumping is that you often land in front of enemies. So then you get hit, you get knocked down, and you're forced into a fight. Instead of just you can't control your jump and beat em ups, usually you can't yeah. really control you. Jump the worst part is, is that straight, that's it. the worst part is you can't do Oki on any of these enemies because they wake Dude. up invulnerable and then they have wake like they have DPs. Yeah. So it's like the moment you try to like set up for when they wake up, they're DPing you and you're just like, okay, what how, how do I punish so... you for trying to get up for that? That's one thing I actually kind of, and uh, I'm glad you reminded me, that's one thing I really didn't like because the only way you can hit them is if you stomp them. And sometimes the hit detection really gets in the way of that because you would be not aligned with the body, so you wouldn't be able to stomp it. I had that problem when it came to resurrecting as well. So that and like, because you kind of okey them, from what I saw, you're supposed to just keep comboing them in the air. But it's like, I wish there was just more you could do with their body when you, when you, when you're like when you grab them down like yeah because it, 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 in river city the og one that's the two things you could do so they didn't add anything to that that's funny you i think another kind of throw them that's it i think another con that i would i would have added is there's no direct way for dizzying so you can grab your opponent yeah like they just get dizzy at random points and then you get the chance to grab and do like cool grab throws but i think like if you could set up certain combos instantly dizzy or like you do you you do something like I know the cops when they throw the gas, if the gas hits the opponent, then they're dizzy. But mm -hmm. like you have to be lucky and hope a police officer wants to be your ally. Yeah, it's funny that, that you mentioned so that. It's like it's oh, random. That's actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. The ally system is stupid. I don't even know. It it never really helped me that well, man, because it was it felt like it was tacked on, like it wasn't mm -hmm. really too well thought out. Well, it's also random because you don't know after hitting an enemy if they'll get dizzy yeah, yeah, yeah. and you grab them exactly. or if they're going to try to become an ally by, you know, begging for their life. But yeah, I remember that. There's no and criteria. So you would, yes. And so sometimes you would accidentally hit the guy and then be like, oh, he was supposed to be, I was supposed to recruit his ass. But yeah. you didn't have a chance to do it because you whacked his ass. So yeah. he's gone. Yeah. I do like, I, I, from what I've heard about the second game, recruits you pay to recruit them and then they're like your permanent recruit like you can just change out recruits anytime i think that's a better system yeah that's yeah because it feels so tacked on and they just come in they hit something you can't really control them too well they, so they just come in and, bop, and they bounce and that's it that, and you get them for like two uses so it's like there are some recruits that i actually really like so it's actually the first girl in the school she's got mm -hmm. red hair she's wearing a green uniform She's got a nasty me... kick. Like she's got a yeah, nasty yeah. kick. I really she like her. Reminds also... me of. Uh, she reminds me of the character from um, Steins Gate. Like the main yeah. character, the female. I think that's what they were kind of going for with oh, that. Really? One. That's, that's funny. Fun, yeah, because like if you ever, it kind of reminds me of the game um, 
Phantom Breaker Omnia. Oh, really? Oh my yeah. God. Actual beat em up. Actual beat em up. Well, which I, I actually had a little fun with that one. The actual beat em up, it has her as a as a like a side extra character. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Weird, I will right? also I'll also say um I, there's two characters that I really liked. Not the police officer. The police officer, he, he's kind of like super gimmicky. So I was yeah. just like, eh, it's, I don't really care that he instant dizzies. The Schwarzenegger. I like the Schwarzenegger is my favorite yeah. because he literally oh, yeah. just like area clean. Yeah. Oh, I need these guys away from me. Just rocket punch. Just yep. rocket punch. And also the the whip lady because she literally just like, I don't like this this room. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Whip lady just like yeah cleans the area there's one there's one punk that you can find in the streets after you get out of the school who has uh, a launch kick where he just kicks very far i like him as well because it can be a knockback he's not a bad ally Mm. i wish we would have gotten more characters like who we saw in the yakuza tower at the end of the game early on so we can recruit them because they had some cool moves as well but yeah like one has Mm. the hadouken like he literally just shoots a fireball yeah dope yeah so that's it that is river city girls we got some final scores to give out uh i wrote here just a really short blurb as far as how i felt about the game i really enjoyed it i i think you know it serves as a really fun game as a co-op experience uh specifically mm-hmm. more so than an individual one so if i played this game in single player which i did a little bit after we finished up our our playthrough um so therefore i wanted to give it two scores so if i w- was grading this I would give it an 8.0 out of 10 in Mm co-op and 7.5 as a single player. So I do think it loses a lot. Maybe not a lot, but it it loses something substantial. Yeah. If you're not playing with another person, some of my favorite moments in the game was because there was another player. So if I was playing alone, I don't think I would enjoy the game as much. So that's why I have two two scores. But I, I really, I enjoyed the game overall. I thought it was fun. I also loved the game. I thought it was a blast to go through, especially with you, Mac. I thought it was like we would just constantly riff off each other, constantly crack jokes, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the combo moments were really fun to do. Like we were we were pogging the whole time. When we were doing... <laughs> you you joke, but like literally we we're actually pog facing every time we would like do combos together. But uh, I think like it's one of those games. I think it's just the beat em up genre as a whole that they're not that fun unless you have at least one other person with you. Like if you have one person with you, two or three or four or five people with you, that's when the game truly shines. But without it, it's just like you're you're playing with like half the puzzle piece. And there's like other puzzle pieces around and you feel like you want to touch them, but like they're not there. Mm. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely. It's like you, a jigsaw puzzle, if anything. You got yeah. like 100 pieces missing out of your 1,000 piece right. puzzle. <laughs> exactly. So it's like the game's fun. The game's creative, but like you feel like you're missing something. It's like you don't have the full pie. I mean, I can tell by your score, you got quite a discrepancy between your co op score and your single player score. I mean, that's that, that goes from like a really good game to like an average kind of bad game. Yeah, because <laughs> you scored in a nine out of ten co-op and then five out of ten single players. So that's that's a really wide variance margin of error. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ringo also gave it a five out of ten single player. Yep, but 
He's the most harshest of all. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the harsh guy when it comes to video games, man. And it's like the, the, the big things really, and, and like maybe it is because I played with somebody that isn't too experienced. But I think playing it with somebody that isn't too experienced adds more to the actual gameplay. No, no, no. It adds more to the actual experience. Like playing it with someone experienced, you know, you might run through it super easy but if it's two new players that's the casual experience you should always kind of rate something off you know what i mean because that's mm -hmm. like that's the bare bones i kind of play video games if it's the the beat em genre is kind of savage i ain't gonna front like it's like the shoot 'em up genre but it's there's ways to make the the curveballs like easier you know, doable yeah do it more not even really easy but more so doable and progressively make things harder Kind of like uh what's the word i want to i always think of when i think of difficulty scaling like instead of ramping it up it escalates you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying is what mm -hmm. you kind of want it to and i think the game does that with a good amount of times with some of the bosses because they fundamentally bring out a lot of different gimmicks that the player is not ready for whatsoever the noise battle the yamada battle the obobo battle was like the basic one but it yeah. was like also like you know forgettable i don't know how the final boss battle was but the final um, boss battle was kind of fucked because it's just a lot of gimmicks everywhere i will say yeah uh the second boss his gimmick where he like crushes you yeah Obobo, that's very you thinking of, or, or no yamada? no I'm, I'm thinking of yamada yamada yeah where he crushes you with his psychic uh walls that mm -hmm. you, you're you're not prepared for that especially no. single player wise like if you're if you're playing that single player wise you're not ready for that and you're gonna get hit by that well the that's why like the vertical mobility, the reason why that's annoying is because the, the vertical mobility is so atrocious. Like, you can't avoid it. Like, you literally can't avoid it. And I think that's a big frustrating point because if I was, like, a casual, I wouldn't be able to understand that that well. Mm -hmm. As since I'm a seasoned guy, I can be like, okay, yeah, I'm not supposed to be able to handle I, I can't do anything about yeah. that. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would have figured that out, like, immediately. But, like, because, like, me and my girl, we died plenty of times playing the game. But it's just definitely something I realized. So, like, a part of me is like, it was a fun game. Like, I mean, you gave I'm not, it a seven. We'll and a it. I mean, yeah, it's that's a, a good it's score. A, I mean, that's that's a good score. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's a good score. Like, it's it's a fun game. Like, it's really fun when I was playing with her because there was just a lot of fun stuff that we were doing. We we're running through the levels. The music is a banger. Man, yeah, that the music, music alone, is... put it up for me, man. Some I am that guy where it's like. Man, that game was trash. But the music, though, I will literally play the game because of doodle -doo music. <laughs> I mean, great music if it's a doodle -doo game. Yeah, the music actually did propel it. Like, I, I actually, oh, after man, we're dude. done with the game, I actually went back and listened to the soundtrack, and I was like, this is a banger soundtrack. Yeah, Especially the man. noise the noise songs. The noise songs are really, really good. good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, dude. So I think that, like, the music... Uh, really hits it up and then like the characters are just dope like the two main characters i really like those two main characters they're just really overall they're just really funny yeah mm -hmm. and i i like the super moves when you get them like that powered up dab is really cool and all that stuff and like you know she gets the i think uh i don't know which one gets it but they get the uh, chun li hurricane kick thing That's Kyoko. Also... Kyoko. so i like i like those type of things like the, i really like the move list of the game but I just feel like it's almost like the game is so polished in terms of the aesthetics, the uh, the, the sound design, all those things that you see visually, but the gameplay is like, it's just not fully there. Like it's like first game syndrome almost. Like the, 
bossing bosses are a big part of these type of beat em ups sometimes because mm -hmm. all you do is fight random enemies after random enemies and they're all the same just different skins right so the bosses is what makes that progression better and since you already have a system in place that's supposed to kind of cater the player or direct the player towards eating items and powering up the characters because you get so attached to them so it's like you want to power up your character more, make them stronger so that mm. when you're having a tough time as a beginner, like say, for instance, me and my girlfriend were having a tough time. We didn't know that we could just eat more items, get stronger and then fight them up and beat, get, beat them up. And, you know, and of course you get better, but like it's sometimes it's hard. You don't really like. So but another thing I didn't really enjoy was the fact that the game doesn't really tell you that you can buy food and just hold on to it. So that when you're in a boss fight, if you need like health, oh, yeah, just be like, right. eat food. Yeah, like, that that yeah. That that actually helped us like two boss fights. Cause like I know in uh Ababo, like I ate like some snacks to keep myself up. So that's why we didn't die to him, because like hmm. literally there was a moment where it's like I'm about to die and then I just paused the game, ate like some snacks, gained like five health and was like, Okay, we're good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool that the game lets you do that too. I mean, it doesn't lock you into like that boss battle. That would become more frustrating. I think the River City Rants, I think the original one lets you do that too. Does it? Yeah, I think so. You could just kind of open up your item inventory, I think, and you could. In fact, you can run away from any boss battle, which is funny. In the original, you can run away from any boss battle. We ran away from Yamada at the final <laughs> boss. We were about That's to die. Funny. Well, what's funny is actually. One person can run out of the map, right? Like in River City Girls, and the other one will still be in the map. So my, I was about to die, and I was like, yo, I'm running to the other side of the map, because if I do that, if he dies, I'm just going to come out the other map, and he'll come back alive mm, on the other side. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? So I don't have to go and resurrect him. So I'd go to the other side of the map, man, and then he ended up just, he got him in the wall, and he just, he, <laughs> get him with the, the, <laughs> he got him with the punches, and he just died. But that's one, I, want, I will say, that's pretty cool about beating him up, being able to run away from any boss battles actually always a cool thing um but yeah that's definitely one of the bigger uh things that you don't notice that is that and the thing is that also i guess it's also like the game has like just so many like rpg elements the side questing backtracking leveling up system stat progression move list that you can unlock so it's uh, collecting money grinding for money is mm -hmm. a like legitimate thing so that's why it's like a part of me was I was kind of let down with some of it because it just doesn't like direct the player very well when it comes to those RPG elements in place. I would say my girlfriend had a lot of fun too though playing, which was nice. <laughs> I will say the one thing that I liked about the RPG aspect of the game was the fact that like it lets you learn the map. Yeah. Like you you understand, okay, I'm at the beach. Oh, I'm at, mm -hmm. you know, I'm at Sanwa Tower. I'm at, you know, like you you understand where you are and then you kind of like know where you need to go cuz yeah, like I, the map becomes memorable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the map is more memorable. In the original River City, of course, there was no damn map. It really is just go left and right though. And what's funny in that game and you don't know that is if you skip a boss, you will be like you will not know where the hell you're going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you can't skip bosses in that game. Yeah. Well, we we did it. We finally That's did it. That's it. I know it's over and we actually accomplished it after 6 months of planning. Curse is done. But uh yeah, just under I don't know, 3 hours of talking about River City Girls. I'll say, yeah, I've had an enjoyable experience. I like the game. 
and we'll, I mean, I don't think we're going to probably be doing another beat em up for the next review discussion, but we'll pick a game. We'll find one. Uh, I'm sure the, the community will um, help us pick pick another I, one. I cannot wait for the community to just be like, okay, you beat River City 1, now go play River City 2. Oh <laughs> or, or TMNT Shredder's Revenge. X. No. I heard that game is long. I want to play that game. I got some friends. I'm going to have some good times with that one. But I heard it's long, man. Like, oh, it's really? too long for a beat em up. Yeah, I heard like it's, 15 I heard it's old school hard, too. Like, yeah, not, I like that. You know like I like that. School. Dude! Speaking of which, like we we came from like we we hang out, we went to an arcade in Portland and we played two games. We played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and we got smoked. Damn. And then we played the Simpsons arcade game. You all ever play that one? Y'all had to have played. You got you never played the arcade Simpsons game with Homer, Marge, Bart, and Lisa. You never played that I one? I have. Maybe I, have. I don't remember. T- describe it. Man, it was it, it, everywhere, dude. They, Bart with the blue shirt. <laughs> the skateboard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah 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 okay okay i know dude i was about to say oh man we gotta take you guys to arcade because <laughs> i don't i don't know man you gotta play that game because it's bus ass man it's such a fun game but it's so stupid dude bus ass what do you get that from the fgc oh of course man. of yeah. course that's a yipe saying but, right there. yeah i know right but it's a it's a pretty good game man um it's a fun game but i wouldn't like and that, like going back to River City, those games, man, you don't play them by yourselves, dude. They those games, I don't. They're just not fun, man. Like it's hard too, though. Like that's that's also the other problem. I don't think they change the progression or the amount of enemies or anything sometimes in those games when you play them by yourself. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you're just playing a much longer game. It reminds me of not to sidetrack too much, but it was a game called Legend of Zelda: Triforce Heroes. I think I, I don't know if I ever talked to you guys about that game. But it was basically a game that I bought, and it's on the 3DS, and you get to play it as like three people. Yes, the four uh, links. I remember you told links. us yep. about this story. You told oh, okay, us about okay. Yeah, I told that. And then the and the game is terrible because when you're by yourself, you literally have to move the links one by one I by won. one, and they're all statues. They're not all following you. Can you imagine that? Like, oh, I gotta move the body left, gotta move it right, gotta move it left for a beat 'em up game. Like, bro, that'd be horrible, horrible experience, man. Yeah. yeah, that would be a terrible experience. <laughs> so, yeah. That'll be the next All right. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. I I got to go now. I got to go and play Baldur's Gate 3 on my PC. <laughs> remember, okay. you, need, you need a nap is what you need. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you remember the uh, Reggie fils thing where he's like, all right, guys, I had a great time together with you. Now I got to go home and play Animal Crossing on my 3DS. <laughs> is that what he did? <laughs> yeah, he said that at a meeting. Right, He's like, all right, guys, did, had a great time. Now I got to go play. Now I'm going to go home and play Animal Crossing New Leaf on my 3DS. I was like, bro. But yeah, let's... <laughs> he probably did, too. Yeah, yeah, he probably did. He was like, I'll take it. He probably home, did, man. Yeah, let's, let's get out of here. Uh, I'm glad we got it done. And it was fun. And I I do like having long discussions like this, especially about games. But um, like I said, we open the podcast and anything. So it doesn't have to be a game per se, what we do for the next one or whatever. We can come up with any topic. And uh, I got a few topics from you guys. So I'll definitely write up a, a docket sheet and uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss more some stuff. But man, we got to talk about that right. next one, man. Oh, we man, can. I'm upset. We can. Um, my favorite, my favorite experience. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna jokingly reveal uh, 
Leroy Smith at Evo Japan because Japan loves Leroy Smith, right? That's true. When came back when to the scene of the crime, six out of eight <laughs> of them were Leroy. Right. Smith. Yep, he was the calm before the storm. He came pre-pandemic. He was like, "Oh, I'm, Yo, I'm bringing bro. something with me." <laughs> he, brought, he was why we have COVID. Right. But yeah, let's As get out know, of here. He's the he's the grandmaster of drip, That's and true. also the grandmaster of disaster. Oh my god. Yeah, hopefully people enjoyed this spoiler cast review discussion podcast. I know it was long, but hey, if you like, you know, talking about video games, hopefully uh, you enjoyed this part. We'll do this more in the future. And yeah, apologies it took so long. We had scheduling issues, right? I mean, we we got things going on in our lives, so glad we got we're it done. All to, we're all about to be old, decrepit men with jobs. Exactly. We're gonna work around. These jobs. <laughs> right. We're so, not yeah. broke college kids anymore that could just be like. Oh, hey, you want to meet up on Tuesday? Yeah, I got to meet, meet up on Tuesday. Yo, for real, though, man. You ain't lying there. <laughs> yeah, so we'll try to do these more frequently, but uh, the next one probably won't be uh, a show notes podcast. It'll probably be just uh, kind of a random right. podcast until until we figure out what we want to do for the next uh, next one. And, uh, yeah, until next time, my name is Max Bleister. That was Broken Wing. Wrinkle the one. We'll see y'all next week, maybe. Peace. Peace, y'all. Take care.